Hello, folks. Welcome back to the Straightforward Farming Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Reed, alongside Nick McCormick. Nick, what's new with you today? No, just uh, finally got some sunshine today. It's a great day. Been raining like pouring piss out of a boot here yes. this week. I've had nine inches of rain in the month of October. Full saturation. <laughs> it's mud hog time. It is. It's crazy. Or as we in the industry call it, we're in a differential. Transmissions mm-hmm. and good times. Yes, sir. Well, today we've got a couple guests in the studio. We do. And you guys are from the great state of Michigan. Well, I don't know. According to our governor, it's not that great, but I guess it depends on who you ask. Hey, we'll we give you our governor over. if you want one. Yeah, no, you want to trade? Anyway. No, we're, we're <laughs> He's good. big enough to run two states, so you can have him. Nah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> okay, so give everybody your names and your TikTok names. Or you, if you don't want to give your full legal name, that's fine. But well, what, TikTok, whatever. Social security number, birthday, yeah. Yeah. Well, address, bank account, whatever you got. Yeah. Due to FBI registration, yeah. stuff, I should give my full name. But no, Can uh, you be this close to a school? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were that close. So, no, this is, uh, I'm a, uh, Stuart uh, from uh, basically Central Michigan. Uh, Red Power Stew is my handle on uh, TikTok, and I was drugged down here by my good friend, uh, Snowrider. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Eric. Yeah, yeah this is Eric. Uh, you know, we've been talking about coming down here for a while, and uh, we just made the trip today. It rained, and can't do any farming, so we're here. But uh, I'm on TikTok. Been on there for a while. Snow Rider's my name. The one thing I've noticed, and maybe you've noticed it, Nick, for being from Michigan, their accent isn't that terrible, really. No, it's not. It's not that bad. <laughs> no. Well, they haven't like, said anything about Labatt's. Right. <laughs> no, I, that's, that's a... You get towards... Well, towards UP the bridge, and, you get to that. Yeah, you, you get to the bridge. <laughs> don't you know? We're, 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 well, we're not from Minnesota. Don't put us down that much. But, I mean, you get up by the bridge there, and that, that's like, you know, in the words of my dad, they'd say that's, uh, oh, he'd say that's nine months and one or three months of hard sledding. So, you know. <laughs> There's well, a we'll bridge, that, the bridge to separate. Your neighbor stopped by earlier, and he's got quite the accent, and I think you sound like us. Yeah, I... I <laughs> I think I sound like everybody. I, yeah. I could be right. from Minnesota. I could be from anywhere. Yeah, where do you want me to be from? Right, yeah. right. It depends on who you're around, too. Yeah, for but sure. I'll never forget uh, when I was cutting wheat on wheat harvest in 1998, we was in South Dakota, stopped in this little restaurant, and everybody else was from Kansas. On the whole crew, it was all from Kansas. And the lady taking her orders, she stopped mid-order, and she looked at me, she said, you're from Illinois. I'm like, I sound just like the guys from Kansas. How, how do you know I'm from Illinois? Oh, you got a southern drawl and accent. I'm like... No, you got to get it to Kentucky, Tennessee, yeah. that marries where you get that. A little south of here, yeah. yeah. And, and seriously, the people from Kansas did not sound any different than I did. But and where, she pegged me from the word go. And I grew up on the uh, southwestern side of Michigan, so we're, I mean, for lack of better terminology, normal, but probably not normal by some stretch of imagination. But <laughs> where I uh, eventually transplanted to... Um, smaller county, and it's weird because some people up there, they've got like, they speak with like a southern drawl, and it's like, you're from central Michigan, and you've been here the whole time. How do you have a drawl to your voice? But that's right. just what it is. But, you know, kind of funny, little stupid little side story was that we've got a pretty good community of Amish and Mennonites in our area, and for whatever reason, and I don't try to do it to uh, impress or show off or whatever, but you probably done the same thing where you get on a group of people and if they have a draw, you, you, your voice kind of starts to kind of gravitate yep, towards that. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, you adapt. And so 
I've actually had, you know, Amish guys like pull me aside and say, did you escape the community? And I says, no, I haven't escaped the community. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't go up on the rumspringer sometime and, you know, decided that this is my life I'm going to be. I'm like, no, I'm born into the English, you know, the, the wicked English. Now your folk. buddy here, this Dutch with the beard, no. we could go either way here. Yeah, yeah that's well, true. He's only Dutch because the cost of razors are too high and that's just uh, what it's yeah, I got you. Know, I mean, if, if you can, if, you know, if, if for those listening, if you could send some lady becks this way, he could probably take care of that problem. Um, but there you then, go. You know, whatever it is. Whatever. So. <laughs> so, for the listeners, this is the first time that I have met either one of you. Yeah, but you're welcome. I know. That. Yeah, exactly. Now, <laughs> Stu, I know you met Nick at Bowling Green, Ohio. Now, were you so, with him? Okay, yeah. so you were yep. both there at Bowling. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. We actually met Nick years ago. We bought shirts from him there, but you know, just you know, doing the friendly support you. That's it. But then this year. Because of TikTok, he recognized Stuart, and we gotcha. we hung out a little yeah. bit Thursday there, and then Saturday night we had a blast. Yeah, so you can really you got to put the name and the face and everything together right. now with TikTok. Right, right. Yeah. that's great. Stuart, right. is your brother still giggling, or did he like overcome that at some point? No, that's, well, he, well, he was giggling up quite the storm by the end of the night. He was. <laughs> he was. Curtis is one of those things where he just, uh, um, I don't know, he. He's the master of one-liners, you know. I just mean, like he, your dad. He yeah. takes after Double W pretty hardcore. And the thing of it is, is that, you know, if you if you get a few in him, but he's one of them guys where he'll just sit back and he's just quiet. He takes quiet, it all quiet. in. He's he takes it all in. Take it all in at the end. You know, and, then, and then he'll just he'll just let one go. And, you know, Bowling Green, there's, what, 14 to 16 of us guys that go down there every year for the last five years. Yep. And he'll just let one fly. And just the whole group is just rolling. Yeah. So, I mean... It's kind of unsuspecting because you look at the guy and you're like, mm, yeah, whatever. But then he'll just let one fly, and <laughs> Kurt's just a genuine good dude. Yeah, you know, we had a good time. He had a good time. Really good his, his smile on top of your tractor is <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, well, at Bowling Green, there just happens to be a, a few things that happen down there, and they involve, you know, beverages and whatnot. And then uh, when, when Nick was firing the tractor up, or just before that, you know, Kurt's like, you know, I want to get on this thing. And you took that video of him, and he's up there, and it's just like, it was you like. You wouldn't know he was 42 years old. No. <laughs> actually, well, 40, maybe even 40, 44. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just, unfortunately. So but, you fired the tractor up, and he was sitting on it? No. no. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. He was, we were talking, and we were uh, just enjoying ourselves. And, you know, Nick's like, you know, looking. He's like, oh, I'm going to get this thing loaded up and whatever. And so, Nick and his dad were getting stuff around, you know, Curtis is like, hey, do you mind if I get up on that? And Nick's like, I don't care. Get up there, whatever. And so Kurt jumps up there, and he grabs a hold of the throttle, and he's just like a kid. He's just like, whoop, whoop, whoop. He's grabbing the throttle. And he's just, you know, like, make the sound, make the sound, you know. And, you know, and he's just, he threw me his phone. He's like, video me, dude. And then he got pissed off because we were a video. He's like, what you asked for? You know, but irregardless. But yeah. So, no, it's, uh, we had a, an absolute blast and i tell eric you know the way down here because this is five you know five hour drive to get down here uh from your place a little bit longer for me but the the thing about it is and this just goes you know abroad tony nick eric we all agree on this the, the beauty of tiktok is that just to be able to meet like-minded people yeah, yeah. You know, and then to, to take that step forward to, you know, be able to message back and forth and exchange phone numbers. And then before you know it, you're talking on the phone every week or yeah, texting yeah. or whatever. I've, I've met probably hundreds of people now. And was Trent, Missouri, the music festival, yeah. you know, I met a, a lot of people there that are on TikTok that knew me. 
And so by the time you throw that in, plus the people that I've met that actually I talk to every day, whatever, thus far I have not had a bad experience yet. Right. You know, it seems like I could I can't go to the local bar without you know, some local guy that might be a really nice guy, but he won't shut up. It's like, just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But so far, I have not had that experience at all. Everybody no. that I've met have been great people. That yeah. just, well, really just they're, they're, most of them should be respectable because they're like-minded people, too. Right. Yeah. Respectable that you have your life, too, and we're not trying to impose too much. Right. And, you know, we just came down here to visit and hang out and... If, yeah. if you tell us to get the fuck out, we're leaving. I mean, <laughs> we don't want to impose. But. Well, folks, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so what's it like farming in Michigan? So you're you're around Kalamazoo, right? Kalamazoo, yeah, just um, farm east of the airport. So basically, right right east of Kalamazoo. Okay. What what crops do you guys or is in the area? <laughs> what that? don't we farm? You don't yeah. do potatoes. We do. Yeah, we don't do potatoes. That's that. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're we're. Um, Commercial corn, soybeans. We did a little bit of um, seed beans in the past, but we've gotten away from that um, just because of the market the way it is. We've done sorghum. Um, we do fresh crop green beans, and then our specialty is seed corn. Okay. Um, we grow for a small company. Um, DeKalb. De- <laughs> Actually, I, so it is a private company, but we do do a lot of corn for DeKalb. See, I knew. Um, but it, we grow for everybody, too, and sometimes we don't know who we grow for. Gotcha. Um, but it's, um, I used to work, and we grew for Pioneer, and we did a lot of big acre plots, and that was fun. But the small company, it's a little more hands-on. You know, if we got a problem, one person to talk to. Um, but we, we do a lot of small plots, um, three acres. 20 acres, 14, just gotcha. a lot of small, but we do what the big companies don't want to do. Yeah. Um, but we specialize in the seed corn. That's what we've known. I've been in it for almost 15 years now. So yep. um, as far as the growing, the planting, everything, um, but then we pick the seed, and it's totally different. You know, everybody talks about shelling corn. I still pick corn. <laughs> right. It is on the ear, special picker. And i got a friend that's up around Bloomington, Mark. Uh, male or male, however you pronounce his last Mark name. Mel, yep, yep. Yep. And uh, you, you might have a 12 row head, but you're only taking eight or 10 rows because right. you got your male rows knocked right, out right, right. And, and whatnot. Um, and, so, yeah, uh, like our picker used to be we ran an eight row head on it and then I pulled a cart behind me. Yes. Um, three years ago, I converted it. We went to a 14 row head. Really? And I don't pull a cart anymore. Now the corn, the tractors actually run behind my head when we open up passes and then we run lands and circles and gotcha. and dump it that way. Um, way more efficient, way faster. Yeah. Um, so I know yeah. on seed corn, uh, just from different companies I've talked to and talking to Mark, it's like, it don't matter if it rains four inches when it's time to go. Oh, yeah. If they drag you through the field, they drag oh, yeah. you through We're going. You're going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's been, this year was t- challenging. Sure. Um, but yeah, we were on a 14 row head taking 12 rows of corn. I'm taking the same pass as my 16 row planter. Sure. Um, but yeah, uh, we we got stuck this year quite a few times. Yeah. Um, but you don't have any choice. You have a plant to to right. You got a window into. Yep. We have a dryer that has to have corn. Otherwise, it's not efficient. And there's thirty thirty five people that are taking care of stuff after us. Right. Um, so you got to go. You got to go as much as you can. And, yep. Um, it's so, challenging. So shifting gears, I think most people that listen probably know somewhat how the seed corn's grown. How do you harvest green beans? Green beans, we physically, or we, we personally don't harvest them. Okay. But they are, um, the the picker is an Oxbow, um, okay. kind of a specialty company. Some yeah. Most people know about them. 
um, they build the green bean harvesters. So they'll come in and they're basically their heads are just uh, like um, brushes. Mm-hmm. And they'll just brush the, the beans and throw them in. They'll clean them and they have a cart stored on them. Just like uh, Mark Mel's um, seed corn harvesters. Okay. Kind of the same gotcha. thing. Yep. Um, and then uh, they are feeding a fresh market plant. So they're, they take beans 24-7. So they'll harvest 20 hours a day, damn near. Really? I mean, they'll, they'll bring in a shift and they'll run and then they'll shut down for two hours, change, uh, change um, drivers or, or operators They'll wash the pickers off, and then they go back at it again. Okay. Um, but we we plant, we just do one crop. The green beans are short, 45-day. So we'll plant uh, usually around the 4th of July, and then they'll be harvested around the middle of August. No kidding. Yep. I I'll guess I never really thought about yeah. the season yep. of them. It's I'll short. It's, it's tough to look at the bare ground. Sure. But that's usually where we throw our cover crops on and, and give it something to, to, okay. to put some organic matter back in the ground. So, for a lot of you guys that maybe follow this that are on the Farm Talk side of TikTok, uh, Christy, what's she, she go by Christy Lee Star? Christy, yeah, Christy, Christy, Star, Christy yep. Lee Star, yeah. So, you're just a couple miles from Yeah, her. actually, yeah. She only lives a few miles from me. Yep. I've uh, met her before. Um, know her husband a little bit better. Yep. Christy's um, crazy in a good way. Yeah, yeah. A lot of fun to be around. Super good yep, person. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're not far from each other. They mostly are. <laughs> <laughs> Any man who's been married for any amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I love uh, you, honey. <laughs> in Michigan, in southwest Michigan, where I'm at, um, we have Pioneer, well, now Bayer. Bayer's also there. There's a lot of seed corn in our area. Okay. Uh, probably when you figure all the companies, there's 100,000 plus acres. Wow. So that is a specialty. Also, we have big potatoes around us. Gotcha. Um, but we we have irrigation everywhere. We are most, uh, the, the St. Joe County is one of the most watered counties in the country, if not the most watered. That's unreal. Um, we're on an aquifer where we have water very accessible, and there's irrigation everywhere. Yep. So that's that's good because I know Michigan does have quality water. Talk yes. to Flint and yeah, them places. It's really good. <laughs> it's great water. <laughs> got a lot of minerals in it. <laughs> exactly. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. They're really right. good on lead, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so glad I don't live close to there. <laughs> So, okay, so you're from around Kalamazoo. Now, Stu, you're from two hours on north? Pretty much north, just straight north of Grand Rapids is where I ended up. Uh, the wife, she's from the Thumb area, and there's two things over there, and that's Sugar Beets and Lutherans, and I ended up with that. <laughs> but, uh, well, you're, you're in good shape here. we got plenty of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess correct me if I'm wrong because I haven't looked. Kalamazoo would be to the left of center looking at a map. Is yeah. that Yep. Yeah. Southwest. Straight south of Grand Rapids, you know, Grand Rapids is probably one of the, I don't know. Well, the you know where Chipshewana is. Yes, Chipshewana. Kalamazoo is an hour straight north. There you go. Okay, okay, gotcha. Okay. I've always heard of Kalamazoo, but I couldn't remember exactly where it was at east and west-wise. I knew it was fairly central-ish. Yep. So, yep. if you're not counting the UP, I don't count the UP for nothing. I, I look at Michigan, I look at the yeah. the mainland. <laughs> <laughs> to me, the UP yeah. belongs to Wisconsin. Yeah, it should be, but Maybe we're trolls. We're from under the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stu, what do you do up there? Well, um, in a nutshell, put up with people that I have to. But, no, what, <laughs> what uh, my uh, original calling in life uh, basically, you know, grew up on the farm <clears throat> And then I worked for a Caterpillar dealership for uh, 11 years or so. And then I ended up working for a smaller rental company. 
And if you've ever wanted to have a reality check in life is go out, basically, how can I explain this? Basically go out and buy a $150,000 piece of machinery brand new and let your worst enemy take it. Gotcha. For a day and just see how much they can actually trash on it and then try to get that cost of damage back out of them and then, oh, it was like that when I got it. I I don't know what happened. Yeah, I actually (laughs) had, you know, we (laughs) we actually had one guy, he rented a backhoe loader and we dropped it off and everything was fine of course you know they really can't say you know well it was like that when i got it's like i dropped it off and i know exactly how it was but i mean in a nutshell we run anything from a a a handrail all the way up to full-size excavators dozers and whatnot and we rent to everybody we rent to you know more or less people that shouldn't have it but anyways you know we rent to contractors a lot of farmers you know uh stuff like that and we've got man lifts and so we try to serve the community with rental equipment. Um, it's been a it's it's been a lot of fun, honestly, um, it, to help grow a business that was really really small and just you know put the hard work into it and get it to grow. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you look back eleven years later and like, wow, when I first came here, we had you know one skid steer, now we got ten, and we had you yeah, know, four man cool. lifts, and now we got sixteen, and yeah, you know, along that comes a lot of responsibility and maintenance and repairs and whatnot. But it's it's been it's been a lot of fun. But yeah, it just some of the stuff is just not that fun. But you in know, a, in a way, <clears throat> that takes fairly big balls to do a deal like that. Because yeah. I, my luck is the time if I went and bought a brand new skid steer day and said, you know what, I'm going to rent this thing out. The first guy that rented it, <laughs> that thing would be so demolished by the time it come back. It's like, well, I'm done. I'm out of business. Yeah. Yeah. He'd put fuel in it, but it'd be in the wrong tank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I only had that happen about. Yeah. I don't know. I got. I can count that more times than I got fingers on my hands. But I mean, you know, it, I always tell guys because they, it's the same thing. Same thing with no matter what it is. If it, if it's farming, if it's whatever, everybody always thinks I can do it better. I can do it cheaper. You guys are making too much mm-hmm. profit. I can do that myself. And I always try to give guys a reality check. I say, okay, all right. Well, let's just see here. Let's just do simple math. All right, you want to run a skidster for me? You know, because the customer always says, man, I'm, I'm paying you guys a lot of money for rental. I. I should really go out and buy a skidster and own it myself. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, okay. Well, let's just say here, two hundred bucks a day for a skidster for a rental. That's a machine, you know, rubber track machine with a trailer. I don't charge for the trailer. Most guys do. So I say, okay, two hundred bucks for a skidster, and you run it six times. Well, simple math says, well, it's twelve hundred dollars for twelve hundred dollars a year. You hardly can't even afford to make a skidster payment. No. And yeah. I always give guys a reality check and I say, okay, well, you want to go out and buy a skidster? Great. So you want to buy brand new or used? Well. I want to buy a used one. Okay, well, you're going to fork out at least thirty-five, dollars $45,000 for a good used machine. Well, now you got to buy a trailer for it. Well, that trailer is going to cost you anywhere from, well, now today's prices, you know, five dollars to $8,000 for a decent trailer. Well, guess what? That trailer needs plates and it needs insurance. In Illinois, there goes your $1,200. Yeah, there goes your $1,200. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, I mean, it's just it's the, it's the concept of... Guess what? When that thing needs maintenance, you got to pay for the maintenance. And if that thing chucks a track, well, there's fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred bucks for a track. If the thing blows a final drive on your dime, well, there's you yeah. know twenty yeah. five hundred to forty five dollars for a final drive mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's all on you. Yeah. And I said, why don't you just let me take the risk? What yeah. all you have to do is come give me a little bit of cash. I throw you a key. You go use it to your heart's content. Please don't bring it back. Totally foobard. Right. Yeah. And we'll take care of you. And yeah. people just. Yeah, I guess it is a pretty good deal. I'm like, yeah, and I'm taking all the risk. Yeah. You know? 
But yeah, because to me, that's the way I look at it. If I had a project, let's just say that it was going to take me five days to do. I'm better to pay you to rent it, and then I turn it back in. Because I can't buy a $35,000 skid loader, use it for six days, and then think, well, I'm just going to sell it now. Get no. my money back out. It, it don't work that way. You're there, not. There it, are it, there it, are guys, and I, I had this all the time. I just... I would say I like to say conversation, but it always turns into argument. But I mean, you always people. Well, I can jump on Facebook Marketplace and I can buy this dozer for yeah twenty thousand dollars. I'm like, this thing is trash. It needs an yeah. undercarriage. The undercarriage is going to cost more than what the dozer's worth. Yeah. So yeah. let's just say, okay, so you use this thing. Well, you know, marketable value on something is if you buy something that's a piece of crap, it's going to be a piece of crap and you're done exactly. with it. And you can't market that. So right. why wouldn't you buy something that's halfway decent, take care of it, and then resell it? Right. You, you do get guys that, you know, they're doing a massive land clearing project and they go out and they buy a dozer excavator, sure. buy it on the cheap, yeah. use it to their heart's content, clean it up, fix it up, whatever, and then resell it. By all means, fine. But if you got like a day, two-day rent... That's yeah. dude. Come on, the guys yeah. that are coming in there and telling you that don't take that time to do that either. No, no. exactly. No. That's exactly right. And it just it comes to a point where it, it's like you have to educate them if they're willing to listen. Yeah. yeah, you know, and those that that don't listen are the ones that you just know for a fact they're going to get. Well, now you can time. just don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they still won't listen. <laughs> what I have learned over the years is. You know how much, so some things are heavier than others. What I have learned is, like an owner's manual, must weigh a metric ton. <laughs> and you know how much I hate metric. And they're practically, un- you can't even pry them open. Yeah. Like Snap-on sells a special set of pry bars to pry bar to pry open an owner's manual. <laughs> I'm like, you know how many people you can call before you can open an owner's manual? Yeah. It's roughly 600. Right. Well, people that I think the nature of the beast is, and, you know, we're all of the same uh, vintage. We've got this stupid thing in our pocket that has the world of information in our hands. I would have killed to have that much information growing up right in the palm of your hand. But people always want the quick answer. You get it on the farm. You get it on the farm. You get it in the shop. People call you up. Hey, I'm having a problem, this, that. What? Give me the answer. Well, wait a minute. I just spent... 20 some years of my life figured out the answer you do it yeah and they, nope i just want to and the answer. other flip side to that is is somebody calls nick and wants an oil filter for a 1660 case h combine and nick says okay to be 27 dollars. well i can get one online for 24 then well why'd then go get it online. Then go get it then why, then why, yeah. yeah why'd you why'd you yeah. waste my time yeah. yeah order from amazon you'll get it in three days and just take it it then. might yeah. screw on it might not it might leak it might not exactly it, you might get it it might not it might yeah. be on a barge somewhere flipped upside well, down well things know? are lately they'll say it's there by friday but you'll get it next week yeah, well if, exactly. it's, if it's john deere you ain't getting it so, <laughs> yeah. so oh. what's everybody think about the john deere strike John Deere just went on strike a couple days ago. You will report to work on Monday or you will be terminated. Ronald Reagan. (laughs) (laughs) Nick is just... Uh (laughs) I've been licking my chops for this deal for like two months. He is just dying to see a corporate tragedy too released in a couple years. A week ago we heard that they might copy everybody so it's only right Right. that they like fail like... I H four GM Dodge with some sort of massive UAW issue, right? Like it's just it, it should happen. You can't tell me these guys aren't striking for just for the sake of striking. Like no. most of them that are striking, the last time they went on strike was what nineteen eighty six, I think I read somewhere. Right. Yeah. Like so, most a lot of the employees have never been on strike, so they're like, don't feel like they're doing their part. 
And Volvo Mack went on strike. They got a pretty good deal out of that. So the UAW is pushing them to do it. UAW's got money, and UAW wants to set the precedent. So when they renegotiate with Ford, GM, and Dodge here in three years or two years, whatever it is, that they've got some right. basis for it. Now, I get some of their plight, but what irritates me about unions is this, right? Their deal with companies is we supply a superior workforce and you pay us a better wage, right? But unions have switched to where now they just protect the shitbags in the industry. Oh, this guy's come to work drunk for the last two weeks, but we can't fire him. We can ride him up 4,000 times. We can't do anything to him. If they would supply the superior workforce, they have no problem with them. But they're not holding up their end of the bargain. Remember years ago, not going to mention any names, but somebody we know in a farm equipment company had to do some recalls on a corn head. Yes. And when they took them apart, the union guys had to throw all the brand new parts away that could have went right yeah. back on the yep. head. They were not allowed to use used bolts. So <laughs> even though this was a brand new bolt, never been to the field, when they took it off to put the, the recalled part back on the corn head, they had to throw all the new shit in the dumpster because they were union. They can't put used parts on. Yeah. But the guy right beside him, who was non-union, mm-hmm. could just put the old bolts that you just took off, just put it right back on. Guess again. which side got done first. <laughs> Without a complex equation, I think I can figure that out. <laughs> no, we, the dealer I worked at, you know, and I'm not going to trash the dealer I worked at. Um, I owe a lot to working for a Caterpillar dealership. I mean, because, you know, two years of college is one thing. It basically gives you a piece of paper and says that, you know, you've, you've accomplished something, you know, creditable that you can uh that you've got a diploma for. But you can get drunk and still function is what it says. <laughs> yeah. no, that's, that's, that's where the union comes in. This is going to work with a hangover. <laughs> but the, uh, the real world application of working on stuff, and I say this all the time, and I think when there's one guy in TikTok I always follow that, you know, it, it's, it's, the, it's experience and knowledge, and it's not so much of knowing every single answer, it's knowing how to get the information. Yeah. Because there's there's guys that I've friended with on TikTok plenty of times to call them up and talk to them and say, look, the only difference in the guys at the dealer versus the guys that are doing it independently is that they have better access to information. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there's plenty of guys at the dealership that you're like, this guy can't take a piss without getting his hands wet. Yeah. And I, and I mean, what? Especially well, how, once how everything went computerized because it's like uh, John Deere is I, the only company with the software. I, you know, the independent guy can't get can't that. Get it, yeah. So even though this mechanic don't know nothing, right. he can at least pull it up on the computer and attempt to tell you an answer. Well, isn't we, that another issue right now with John Deere where they're the right to repair? The right yeah. to repair, yeah. 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 According have, to them, they own the electronics forever. Well, that's great. If it breaks, I expect you to fix it then. Yeah. 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 Your electronics, it's your, your, it's your yeah. deal. We you had know. this. We had this argument way back in college, and this was back in. Oh, I was in college, graduated in '98 from high school, and then two years in college. And you know, the instructors would sit there and they paint this beautiful, you know, fuzzy picture with unicorns and you know, fairy tales and rainbows about how great it's going to be. That you know, you could roll up in your service truck and you could hook up a laptop and you could put up an antenna on the machine. You could monitor that machine, you know, you know, doing its thing. And it's oh, it's got a fault code popped up. And yep, yeah. So listen, that's all fine and great and wonderful, but. That dozer's in a landfill, okay? Yeah. Somebody still has to climb to the top of Diaper Mountain and change that stupid sensor that's right. messing yes. up. It doesn't matter what the computer says. There still has to be a mechanical aspect to it. And people don't understand that. You know, it's no different than you walk in your parts store. Well, the computer says they don't have it in stock. 
would you please just walk back and check the damn bin right. and see if it's there? I just please. Exactly. Just, I'm standing here. I need please. an air conditioner vet for a '94 Ford two wheel drive or four wheel drive. Yeah. <laughs> I need wiper blades. Is yeah. it yeah. seven three or yeah. five four? Uh. Yeah, because the flip side to that is, is during harvest or whatever. If I call John Deere and I need whatever part, like yeah, we got one. I'm like, go back and physically put your hands right. on. Yeah, you know the flip well, side. Too many times, it's a, yeah. Well, and, well, and, and the frustrating part about the electronics thing is the diagnostics have not kept up with the, we'll call it the performance side of it. So, no. like this computer can do this, this, and this, and this, right. and monitor all this on the performance side. But when it breaks, it's like shit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Google it. See if AgTalk talked about it. Yeah, you yep. know, we the, had the, a, the diagnostics hasn't kept up with the rest of it. We had a uh, one thing that we do. Uh, do in our shop is because we've got cat et so we can plug up to our, our own equipment because we got quite a few pieces of cat equipment which is nice you know so you can just talk to it and see what's going on so the customers figure that out and they're like oh well i got a skid steer i got a dozer i got an excavator hey could you guys come out and plug in this thing so, yeah there's a hookup fee well, whatever they're fine they haven't got to call the dealer same thing with your dealer my cat dealers that you're going to charge you three four five hundred bucks just to show up and say howdy mm-hmm. you know, yeah without doing anything yep you know so we had a customer bring a skid steer to us, and it had a miss to it. Well, you plug up ET into it, and you do you know cutout tests and look at the cylinders, and you're like, I'm not seeing where this thing's messing up. But there's always still going to be a mechanical aspect to it. There's not a sensor on everything, yeah, and right. people are like, well, you know, that computer should tell you. <sighs> Listen, Nick, you'll know exactly where I'm coming from. There is no sensor telling you when that rod's hanging outside that block. Nope. There's no sensor telling you that the rings are blown in half. Right. Nope. There's no sensor telling you that the valve train's junk and it's got a broken valve springs. Right. You still there still has to be a mechanical yes. aspect. And so there was actually a you know, there's a, there's a time frame of mechanics there that were adopting the electrical side of it and then the old farts that knew the, the mm-hmm. you know, the mechanical and the, and the young kids with electronics where they kinda got the best of both worlds. Right now, you got a bunch of kids that just want to plug into it, and I'm not saying everybody don't right. you know. Just yeah. I'm not, I'm not, you know, right. knocking because I get what you're saying. And if anybody's listening to my local John Deere dealer, I'm not knocking you guys. I, I don't mean it in this in this way at all. But you've got the older guys who are two years from retirement. They're like, I don't know anything about these computers. I've never worked on them, and I'm not going to learn now because in two years I'm leaving. Yeah. yeah. So they don't learn it, and rightfully so. I don't blame them. Yeah. Uh, but the young kids. He don't know how to work on the forty four forty, even though it's easier than the eighty two eighty five set in there. Yep, yep. He he just simply don't know. He knows to plug something in and well, let that's the computer. An eight two eighty five Tony. Well, yeah, an eight two eighty five R. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, John Deere has to reinvent the wheel. Re- reinvent yeah. numerals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw that. I was at a our, our local uh, dealership. It was in a matter of a hostile takeover. They were bought out. Anyways, so they I saw that on their hoods now. Their new tractors. They've got like. One number over here, and like yep. three feet away is the back part of the number, so that you know people just can't get the nomenclature. There you go. You know, I'm like, wow. Like we've said on the podcast before, I think, you know, like you almost need to send two guys, right? An old guy that can do it, but can't run the electronics, and a young kid that grind the computer, but he can't grind valves, he can't set valves, he can't do any of the mechanical work, but he can run the laptop, right, or an iPad or whatever you're using to to work through it. Yeah, it and that transition is is very hard for oh, yeah. you know it just doesn't work out. You right. got to want to do it though. That's yeah. the big thing. You got to want to do it, and yeah, you know, you you have to want to do it. But no, the old the John Deere strike thing. Part of I, me, part, I get it from the aspect of what the CEO did. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally understand it from that side. But yet, you can't have a guy making fifteen dollars an hour running the company either. No, exactly. True. If that guy I was mean, worth 
15 million, they'd be paying him that. Exactly. You know, I mean, so you, you can't run one of the largest ag corporations in the world and expect and be a dipshit. Exactly. You know, obviously that guy's pretty good. They've had record profits the last how many years? And right. some of that's timing, some of that's something to do with him, right? Sure. You know, so. And, you know, it's getting whittled down. You know, 40 years ago, you had several other companies. Yeah. You know, as, as time goes on, you're getting down to where you've got what? Three or four major players now, John Deere, Case well, H. Well, the other thing is, I'm like, we we judge we judge that guy for making 15 million, right? Meanwhile, a baseball player, yeah, can make that power, produces nothing. That produces nothing. Manages nothing. Manages nothing. You know, at best, he hits th- you know 30 percent of the balls that are thrown to him. Yeah, but you if know, he strikes out, he's still going to get paid. He still gets paid, right? You know, a John Deere guy makes a massive mistake. The company goes under. You know, yeah. or, you know, they have huge profit issues. I just hope everybody listening, I don't care if you agree or disagree with the John Deere strike because, you know, it is what it is. But don't forget, that's what broke IH. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. That's what broke them. Well, and at the time, that was one of the largest companies in the world, yeah. IH was. Well, Not they, the U.S., the freaking world. They yeah. had some pretty... They had some pretty piss poor management, and they did what some of the things they thought. Which you know, I yeah. can understand it. Well, let's get into this. Let's get into this. But it was they, the perfect but storm. They, but they right. always struggle with the union. Clear back to when Cyrus was alive. Oh yeah, they always struggled with right. with employee relations. Oh yeah, Deer's always been pretty good in that regard. They've had better relations with that. And like I said, I think some of this is so they're just striking for the sake of the UAW pushing them a little bit for the sake of other companies. As much right. as theirs, right? Because yeah. now you've got the upper hand. We've got shortages the way it is. Shortage there's, of workers. There's not. There's not inventory just stacked to the hill. No. Nope. So they know that they've got the the corporate over a barrel. Yeah. Right. Because you have to have us here because you're shorthanded anyway. And every company is looking for employees. Right. Know? Well, I know that you know in our aspect, you know, when it comes to order and parts and stuff, and you know, Eric, you've seen the same thing. You go to your John Deere dealership and you're like, I need this part. Blah 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 blah. First part, you got to find a real parts guy, you know, because I remember several times laying in, you know, the ground looking up at a tractor going out and call my dealer. Hey, I need this. And, well, what's the part number? <sighs> Didn't I call the parts department? Exactly. Isn't that your job to figure it out? Right. Because if, if, if you don't know, then the next time I call back, you might as well just give me the secretary. I'll give her yeah. the part number and then, you know, she can hammer it through, yeah. you know, but whatever. Well, that's all I ever do anymore. I get out and find it myself. It's, it's yep. easier. You know? I, I will admit, our local John Deere dealer got two phenomenal parts Those guys. guys. Right? Yes, phenomenal. I will agree with that. Right. I mean, them guys, they're, they're even, I would almost call it close to being old school enough. They can't rattle the part number off, but if you... You know how it is, a farmer. He's saying, "Well, this doodad here that's hanging down by the clean grain elevator, you know, yeah. and they'll they'll immediately rattle off. Well, that's a such right. and such. They can't tell yeah. the part number. They know what part you're right. talking about. Yeah. Right. No, and I'm and not I'm not beating up. But listen, I we parts, all parts guy is a tough job anymore right. because yeah. everything's so screwed up. Like, I don't have a bonnet on any tractor, but if you go to the parts system, somebody tells me there's a bonnet on there. In America, that's a hood. Yeah. yeah. And John Deere, it's a hex head cap screw, not a friggin' nut or a bolt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you look at the old the old manuals and whatnot, you know, it gives you the length of the bolt, et cetera, yep. et cetera, all the specs on an O-ring, all that. Now it just says bolt, yeah. belt, O-ring. It doesn't tell you any of the specs, any of that bullshit. Well, they always have to and cross they, it and over. they call it some stupid name. Yeah. You know, it's not an O-ring. It's yeah. a rubber sealing device from Mars. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, why can't right. the gear case on a cornet just be called a gear case? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Look at one the other day. Bonnets on a cornet. I haven't got no bonnets on a cornet. Those are hoods and snouts. They're not bonnets, okay? Yeah. They're snouts or snoots. Take your pick. <laughs> okay. What what do you guys have behind fuel cultivators up there? 
that scratches the ground. Roll and basket. No, before oh, that. Uh, uh, Three or uh, a five bar. Um, five bar spike. What do you call that? Five uh, bar spike. But the other name. <laughs> the spike starts with an H. Harrow? Oh, the Harrow? Yeah, oh, that's not So it's a Harrow. So some people call him a Harry. Yeah, it's a Hera. <laughs> Chuck Weldon calls it a Hera. Yeah. Got me a Hera. Yeah. Like Hera's casino. Like Hera, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, where I had one guy that always called it a Harry. He's like, I need some parts for my Harry. Like, but Walgreens is down to, you know, 50 miles away. Like, like you know, big razors, we don't have those here. No, parts for my Harry, you know, on the back of my field call. Yep. Yeah. Why are you pulling a Harry? Yep. I, and, I don't know And we're is. not from Minnesota. We don't call them diggers. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Minnesota should be its own country. Right, right. I made yeah. that comment on TikTok a the long time ago. The state to vote against Ronald Reagan. Yeah, I say more. Yeah. <laughs> we, run, we run field cultivators and chisel plows. Yep. Well, I, I made that video way back when about how we divide the states up, and I yeah. had that line about something about Canada, and they all got pissed. But yeah, yeah. you vote against Ronald Reagan, you got your own accent, you got your own tillage tools. Yeah, but yeah. you, you use your own country. You threw Michigan into that one too, and I'm 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 still spitting nails about that. Did, where did, yeah. did I draw the line like at Northern Illinois? Everything I don't know, but Northern Illinois. Yeah. Well, I think we gave you Chicago though. No. Yeah. It, well, do you want it? I mean, hey, if you listen to the people here, to you. you can't. It's on, your, it's on your leg. <laughs> I don't remember. We'll Did float it to you. I, we'll float it to you. Hide it under the bridge. I think he put us up in Canada. Eh? So he might have. Don't been. you know? That seems like a good spot for you. <laughs> no. I, I probably did, but if you listen to the local politicians here, we can't. Nobody can survive without Chicago. So I'm trying to help you guys out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if you'll, you'll never nobody be better than if you have Detroit. And Chicago. And yeah. Chicago. Yeah, wow. for sure. That, that's like yeah. a, that's when your problems go away was, there. So. And I'm right smack dab in the middle of it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now you're on to it. Yay. Eight mile, 255 mile, you'll be good to go. <laughs> right smack in the middle of the goddamn <laughs> road. <line. laughs> <laughs> that's where they both need to be. Thus saith Iron Lake. But the, the parts job is not easy anymore. No. You know... It, of course, everybody goes back to, well, my old parts guy had all these stuff memorized. He did. But like Tony and I have talked here before, I'm like, it was somewhat easy to memorize that stuff right. because modern farm machinery hadn't been out that long. Well, right? and, and now you have to know all that stuff the, and all the new stuff. And now we've got some dipshit European that switched everything to metric. And <laughs> we're calling it stupid names like bonnets, etc. So it's very hard to describe what I need. You know, well, and who come up with the serial number breaks? It's like, oh my well, gosh. it takes this part up to serial number such and such. Do you know the serial number to all your stuff off the top of your no, head? No, no, no. That's the first thing you need to do, though. But my, I, my I, advice I, to every farmer out there: take your dumb phone, smartphone, whatever picture-taking device you have in your pocket, and take a picture of every serial number you've got. Yep. Put a little folder in your little phone. Yep. So you got it when you need it, because Lord knows somebody's going to ask you. Yep. And you can't look up shit without it. Yep. Yep. No, I've always said the best parts guy is an ex-mechanic. Yes. Yeah. At least he's been there and he's done that. Exactly. He, know, he knows where you're, the general vicinity. Here's yes. the other thing. Yep. At some point in time on a parts thing, could we like have a picture that shows the general vicinity of the tractor <laughs> right. before you get... Because like, if you're trying to look something up once in a while, it's like, okay, you have no idea what the hell they're attempting to call it. Like, I just want to circle an area, zoom in on that, you give me the breakdown from there. Yeah. You know, because the dumb names you're using for it, you know, it might be a hydraulics, it might be electrical... It might be part of the frame. Yeah. You know, who knows what the hell you're going to call it today. Yep. And my personal favorite is, well, on the previous model, it was under hydraulics. Yeah. But on this model, <laughs> even though it's the same 2388 yeah. with a new fancier dress, well, now it's under electrical. Yep. And tomorrow we're going to hide it under chassis. 
I, I said a long time ago on TikTok, you could make a million dollars unfucking these manuals. Yes. <laughs> and it was funny. When I went to the Far Progress show, I was up there talking to all the people. And it had kind of thinned out. Wasn't too many people around. I was getting ready to leave. And this one guy come by. And he was, he was probably 50, 55 years old. And I seen him. He just caught me out of the corner of his eye because he looked back then. He looked back real quick and he came over and he started laughing right before he got to. He said, I got to shake your hand. <laughs> introduced myself. He said, you ain't going to believe this. But he said, I write manuals for Case IH. <laughs> and he said, your video from talking about unfucking John Deere manuals, he said, I said that to everybody I knew. He said, we laughed about that. But he said, you're right. You know, it, it is to the point that it, it's not called by the common name. You no, know, it, right. Well, was it was it you, Nick, that said a while back? You know the the uh, typical owner's manual for a car thirty years ago was how to adjust the valve line. Yeah, now it tells you don't lick the battery. Exactly. Out. I mean, yeah. that's about what it is. But you it, got forty fucking pages of the safeties and what. Can we put those in the back? They, yeah, well, that's they, not the first thing anybody needs. Nobody right. gives two shit about the safety warnings. Nobody's ever read those. Like, if they want to put something on CD. Okay, when you get your... Put all the safety warnings on that Personally, bullshit. Personally, safety warnings anyway. need to be eliminated anyway, yeah. but that's another subject. Well, that's how stupid people survive and reproduce, and that's why <laughs> right. we end up with 81 million people voting right. for the most belligerent, yeah. dumb son of a bitch in the world. Let's get rid of the safety warnings. Topic. Let's get rid of the safety warnings let the problem sort itself Bit, out. Exactly. <laughs> went, through all that, hurt. went through all that this week. Got my new John Deere tractor, as all of you that follow me on TikTok. Got a new Rhino mower with it. So... Getting the mower all hooked up, checking things over. Thought, just going to flip through the book, see if there's anything, you know. Oh, there's your first mistake. Yep. You're actually looking in advance. First fucking 18 pages with nothing but safety. Don't right. stick your hands under the shield yeah. when it's running. Well, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, it is insanity. That, that's why I hate lawyers. Lawyers have completely ruined this country. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. And this is probably going to go off subject a little bit here, but that's how they, they didn't have to legislate your freedoms away. They've made it it's so easy to sue that you won't do nothing anymore. So we didn't have to make a law against it. Yep. We've just made it so easy to sue that you won't do it. Prime example, you guys are all of age to drink beer. You can drink beer on your own. You can do whatever you want. You show up in my driveway. I don't give you the beer. You brought your own. You stood in my driveway and drank 18 beers and wrecked your car on the way home and hit a family of four and killed them. Then I could still be held liable because you drank the beer on my ground. I didn't give you the beer. You're of age to drink it. Yeah. But that's how screwed up it is. Right. Yeah. I broke into your house, fell through your skylight, landed on a knife on your kitchen table. And now, and now, you, now you owe yeah. me. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can break into my house, but I have no right to shoot you, even though you broke into my house with yeah. a ball bat wanting to do harm. But, I, you know, I, I can't shoot you. That, that's just bullshit. That's why I have no use for lawyers. No. Whatsoever. No. There was well, scum of the earth. Why can't that be the job that uh, everybody's searching for now? Yeah, <laughs> the exactly. Job that disappears. Yeah, it's nuts. We have a uh, well, you know, you seen on your on your new tractor and on your new uh, uh, brush hog and stuff. You see it. I mean, anything really. We call them cartoons. You know, I got one of my guys in the shop. You know, we we call them cartoons. You know, so customer brings something back and they say, "Well, they say, well, did you read the cartoon?" Mm-hmm. What do you mean? I said, "Look." The, 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 the equipment manufacturers have dumbed it down yeah. so much yes. that they're trying to make it so easy to understand for the for the average person. And I'm not knocking a guy. Look, you know, Johnny Hammerhandle comes in and he wants to run a man lift. Fine. But listen, just take the 10-minute, yeah. you know, explanation that I'm going to give you to show you how to run this machine. Yes. That way, you know, and I always tell guys the same thing. I walk them through a whatever. And I say, okay, now this and this, blah, blah, blah. And I say, now before you call me, try to do this because yeah. this will happen. And yep. I, you try to mix it up with a little bit of humor. Give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Right. Pump up his ego a little bit. Say, look, okay, big guy, 
You yeah. can handle this. You you can do this. You know, you 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 can handle this, you know. Yeah. And they do okay, but then you get some guy that comes back and he puts diesel fuel in the hydraulic tank and then you got yeah. charging three hundred bucks for a flush and he looks at you like you're an idiot and I'm like, Well, I didn't put the fuel in yeah. there. Yeah. Well nobody told me. You don't just go, go pulling go caps off dumping diesel fuel. Well, <laughs> yeah. when you go to the bathroom, you need to be told to wipe your backside. Let's right. go back to common logic here. You know, yeah. and I know you, I can get off on a train it, on that one, but but, it, but in that situation, it's a machine that you don't know. Right. Double check it. Make sure. Yeah. yeah. It, mean, would, it would be no different if you put me on either a seed corn harvester, uh, a yeah. potato digger. You put me on a space shuttle. I'm going to have to read up for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say, Nick, Nick, we're going Where up to outer space today. Uh, help pull this cap. We need some diesel right here. We need yeah. some diesel here. You don't do that. It... Yep. And, but, yeah. Now, some of that comes back to, though, well, I would have looked at the manual, but instead you provided me with a USB driver or a CD, and I damn sure didn't look at that. Yeah. You know? Actually, no, we had Give a... me a book, everything. So, for one, machines should come with two sets of owner's manuals. Because what's the first thing a farmer does with the owner's manual? Throws it in the camera. Cart, cart sets some bitch into his house like he's going to run the machine in his living room. Yeah. yeah. Well, Never bothered to read it, but he took it in They're the house. They're going to read it. Put it in the office whatever he did. <laughs> and but he didn't read it. So, then when I show up to try to unscrew the situation, it's like, where's the owner's manual? Uh, I think it's in the house. 15 miles away. Yeah. Sweet. Well, why don't you drive home and get it? You bring it back. I'll still be here. And then we'll go through it. You See, know? that's where, and I don't know if I, I, I've only seen it from uh, the the construction equipment side of it, is that, you know, I don't know if, if you guys have the same thing on ag equipment, but Caterpillar actually puts, you know, still puts a paper copy of the OMM, Operation Maintenance Manual, um, and the parts manual, which they don't need that, but at least the OMM, and they put it behind the seat. And it has a uh, flexible steel cable lanyarded to it. So really? you cannot take that thing out of the machine unless God you get there. For that. Nice, unless you get in there with a pair of dikes and cut it. But most of the time, you know that thing it's still in the original packaging. I mean, you open yeah. it up and it still smells good. Got COVID yeah. coming out of it. You know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. so, like, just Fresh read the manual because I've had too many guys. I was like, well, this screwed up or this screwed up. You know, I had a guy bring back a machine the other week. You know, he says, well, it was doing this and I was doing fine the whole job through. And I'm like, wait a minute. Listen, I know it's all man-made junk. It's all going to break. I don't care what brand it is. I don't care what color it is. It's all man-made garbage. Man made it. It's going to break. Sure. But when it's brand new, your 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 problems should be minimal. We hope. We hope. Yeah. Yeah. So guys using a piece of machinery, well, it kept doing this or kept doing that. It's like okay, but the, the machine controls in this are intuitive. You have to have your hands on the machine controls. It's that sensitive. If you let off of it, the clutch kicks out. It stops working. Well, I was doing that. And the guy wants to argue with me about it. I'm like, look, homeboy, I was not standing there when you were using it. Yeah. And I, I'm fighting everything within me to, right. to, to try to maintain control of the situation. So then you pull the OMM out, and you're like, right here, look, read it. And you can't, you, all that is basically, it's the customer's upset. Yeah. You got to do what you can to keep them happy. Give them a little bit of discount. And that's mostly what it is, is that they just want a little bit of money back. Yeah. So yeah. you give them some money back, and they're on their merry way. Because all that's on their mind is, I paid $200 to rent this today, and I can't use it. Right. So. Right. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how much you beat it in their head that, well, it messed up because of you. But. Right. So yeah. you can't say And that's that. got that's going to be factored into the you price. You can't hurt their feelings. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Did you give him a participation award? Did, did you bully him? Are you a boy? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say what I'm supposed to say, but you, you know what I want to say. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's got to be aggravating. It. 
Because you can probably tell when a guy walks through the door that, okay, this dude knows what he's doing. I need to just right. load this thing up. He's gone. Right. To where this clown comes in, he's going to tell you that he knows everything, and he has clearly never even ridden a light riding lawnmower. That's where, you know, and, I, and I, I'll give away a little trade secret on this one. I won't charge for it. But that's where if a guy comes in, and I don't care how young he is, I don't care how old he is, I don't care what he's driving. And usually it's always the guys that drive the most fanciest pickup trucks. Yeah. Those are the ones you got to oh, watch yeah. out for. Yeah. Because it's like, you didn't get that truck because, you know, you're just giving money left and right. Yeah. yeah. But so I, you know, just kind of keep a sharp eye. And, you know, I can kind of tell by the way the customer comes in. is like, yeah, this, is, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> yeah. So usually the guy comes in and, you know, rents a piece of machinery. And you say, well, you know, hey, you ever run this before? Nope, you need some instruction. Nah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, let me just let me just give you ten minutes. You know, that's where you kind of got to coerce the guy. And be like, well, hey, I'm paid to work here. You know, anyways, why well, just let me go through this thing for ten minutes? Yeah. And if the guy's like, nope, I'm good. I will walk right back in the store. I'll get right back on the computer. I'll put it right on the rental agreement. Customer refused instruction. Yep. That way, yeah. if the guy comes back and says, hey, look, you know, rah, 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 hey, sir, right here, it says you refuse instruction. And yeah. people don't realize about any, you know rental equipment, any piece of rental equipment, no matter if you rent it from me, no matter if you rent it from anybody, you take full responsibility for that piece of equipment. It's yep. basically yours. Right. Yeah. You know, exactly. I still own it, but it's yours. Right. Yeah. You know. But, you know, and the, the sad part is, is that it's the, what's the, what's the, the, the formula? It's like 5% messes it up for the 95%, for the, yeah, for the yeah. 95%. Cause 95% of it's all good and yeah, happy. That, sure. you know, Everybody's so just, said, for every one bad customer you've got, you've got a ton of good ones. Right. You know, so don't everybody get all buttered. We only talk ones. about the bad ones. Well, the we bad ones will make the impressions, ones. right? It's like, more fun to talk like, about the bad ones. Like you could go to a hundred <laughs> weddings. But if the groom falls down because he's smoked drunk on his way up, <laughs> that's, the, that's about. the one you're going to talk about, not the other 99 that went perfectly. Right. Yeah. You know. No, you're right, though. There's good customers and bad customers, and it's always the bad ones that that make the, what do you want to call it? The, the, They'll make the stories. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which, you guys listening will never know this. We've all went out to take a piss. We've actually picked up another guy. we got Luke sitting here with us now. Yeah. And Luke's one of them. He can be a bad customer at a ball game. He get tends to get kicked out. <laughs> Luke's a good dude, <laughs> but he means well. He yeah. means well. He's got a good heart. His heart's in the right place. <laughs> exactly. He, he takes no shit off of anybody. Well, <laughs> well it looks like he's taking some shit off of some cow. But other than that, he is literally covered he said in couch he's covered shit. Covered in shit, but yeah, he yeah. literally is covered in shit. And I, I know how this conversation is going. Do you want to have a shovel or? <laughs> Well, you know, well, you know what you know what Dad would say about this one. He said, well, "You should see the other guy." Oh, double W. Famous So, so in Michigan, do you guys have wind turbines? Like they're littering the countryside in Illinois now. Do you guys have wind turbines? In my area, no. Um, your area, no. But I know they're coming up, like in the Thumb area, more of the. Thumb areas had them for quite some time now, and Central Michigan, uh, over Gratiot County, they've got quite a bit. Where I'm at in uh, Macomb County, um, they're really pushing hardcore, and it's it's a very hot topic because you've got a lot of smaller landowners that they're just looking at, hey, I can get some money off of this, but the big landowners, you know, they were. They basically flat out said, no, we don't want this. So much to the point that the company, which I'm not going to give any names because if you do your homework, you can find out for yourself. 
they've actually said, well, the big farmers are on board with this, and they actually went to the daily newspaper and said, no, we're not, to kind of recant to say, we don't want this. We just spent the last, you know, 30, 40, 50 years knocking out fence rows, making our fields bigger so we can harvest potatoes, so we can swing pivots, so we can do whatever we need to do. Why the heck would I want to, you know, be working around a stupid windmill? Right. You know, and people don't understand, which I'm all for, quote unquote, Chris Farley, green energy. But I mean, people don't understand the amount of infrastructure and fossil fuels that it takes to make this stuff. And what looks good on paper, it just, yeah. until you really understand it 100%, it just, yeah, we're, we're all for trying to make things better, but there has to be a limit to it. And yeah. it has to all make sense. Yeah. You know, I, I agree. Well, it's like people trashing coal. Coal's still one of the cleanest energies, and everybody's looking at China. It's like, they're one of the dirtiest countries out there. But yeah. I'm not going to get into that. because Luckily, I'm, I'm right here where we're at, we are on what I would call the Mason-Dixon line of windmills. Because we're yeah. rougher land here. It's it's little, You guys have seen it. A little more rolling, a little more trees. Right. You, know, you go 10 miles north from there all the way north to the Wisconsin line. It's wide open, a lot more wind, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Right. So... Right here, directly where we're at, we don't have windmills yet. Yeah, but nor you don't do have we to want go. them. Right no. on but, the way here, we saw quite a few windmills. Oh, there's a bunch coming from Indiana to Illinois because we come pretty much straight straight across. I can't remember what road we come across. 20, on. 25, 50, 25 and seventy four. Yeah, there yeah. was quite a bit that way. So, but you guys got a lot of red paint over here, so we're we're forgiving. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> we <Thank try>. You know, here in Illinois, uh, you know, with with our governor, who literally weighs—I'm no, not exaggerating—he literally weighs 600 pounds. So we're gonna take we're gonna take health advice from him as far as COVID and anything else, because I mean, you know, he's a picture perfect model of health. Oh, and you know, we have to, we're we're gonna be the, the front line leaders in green energy. We're gonna do all the stuff. I mean, you know, yeah. we we just can't can't get there fast enough. It, I wish you'd get on a solar airplane. <laughs> and take a night flight. I wish he could find a fucking airplane that could pick him up because I don't know that there is one. Chinook helicopter, maybe. Yeah. I mean, the guy literally weighs 600 pounds and he's going to tell me that I need to do this, this, and this to be more healthy. Are you fucking serious? Well, Tony, you know, I we haven't been friends very long here, but I may be to tell you about some health things. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe some more green, smoke a little less, but, you know, I'm not yeah. going to tell you that. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're literally on the Saudi Arabia coal from here south, though. Oh, for we're sure. We're going to use that. We're going to put up yeah. windmills and then truck the power to New York City. Yeah. Great. And I think that's the thing, a misconception. And I, once again, don't quote me, could be wrong, but the, the all the wind turbine energy that is produced in Michigan is not actually used in Michigan. Um, why would you do that? But, once again, it's 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 a money grab. You know, and I'm probably going to catch a lot of flack for it, but it's I I was told like a few years ago there was supposed to be a big power line coming through. It wasn't windmills; it was just the power line itself coming through here. And I was told from a state representative that the company putting that in was guaranteed X amount of dollars right. profit. So that literally meant that you could go out every single night of the week and burn every D9 cat that they had sitting there building the power line, and it didn't matter. All they did was turn it in because they're guaranteed X amount of profit, not X amount of money, X amount of profit. Right. So it didn't matter. You could burn all their shit every night, and it didn't matter. Right. Next day, they just go get new stuff, and they just continue the power line. I and love that. It, I 
Yeah. Oh, you can burn it. It's funny, though, that, you know, working for the dealer uh, for quite some many years, it's just funny how the difference between working with contractors and working with farmers because, you know, the thing with a farmer is, is that, and Nick and I have talked about this, and Eric and I have talked about this, is that when you work with a farmer, once you do him wrong, he's gone. For he sure. is not coming back. Right. The thing with a contractor is, is that they can be bought. You know, they you might have upset them for a while, and you know, well, they're upset with you, and well, you know, we're not going to do that dozer deal. We're going to go to Komatsu for X amount of years, and then all of a sudden, it's you know, well, hey, um, you know, we're going to go on a cat factory tour, and why don't you guys come with us, and we'll wine them and dine them, and all of a sudden they're buying cat equipment again. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Which, that's just people in general, I guess. But I don't know the whole loyalty thing, and it works down to your to your core values. You know, let's be frank here. If you know something is wrong, and that's the hill you're going to die on, why don't we stand on that? You right. Know, why don't we I just why, why don't we just stick to that? Right. You know, why do we got to be so darn wishy washy on certain things? Yeah. You know, that's what this country was built on. People yeah. that stuck to their store, uh, excuse me, they stuck to their, their core values of what they really truly believed in. Yeah. You know, isn't that, isn't that kind of what have, made Have America? you noticed that over yeah. the years, as far as from when we were kids, or, or take it back to whatever year you want to, there's no loyalty, like you mentioned, to America. Now, right. it's, now it's loyalty to me and my checkbook. Right. I don't care who I destroy along the way. And you could take that as far as whether it's the... 15,000 acre farmer beating on the landlord's doors of a guy that's farming 200 acres just trying to feed his family. Whatever, you know, there's no loyalty to America as far as, you know, we're all in this together. It's, it's me and my checkbook. I don't care who I run over along the way. I'm looking out for me and my checkbook, and that's it. Right. And no. I think that's where the societies fell apart. No. I, I mean, I really do. No, there was a certain guy who starts with a T and ends with a P that tried to bring us back together, but we won't talk about him. No. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> FJB. <laughs> Hashtag FJB. <laughs> Our politics in Michigan is screwed up as Illinois. Oh, God. Oh, no. We got it all figured out. <laughs> you guys can't count as quick as we can because yeah. we can turn our election results in in less than three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we cheat it early and often and we know how it's going to go. The Kennedy's taught us how to do it and we've done it every election since then. You guys are just not getting it figured uh, out. You well, guys I, have to pause. You're I, I will say, later. though, politics have kind of gone away because there's an election coming up. Yeah. 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 All, all, all we haven't heard the, much about, you know, stay man, home and man wear a mask. And, mask and whatever, yeah. Yeah, we haven't heard much on that. That'll no. be next, though. You're going to have to show your vaccination card in order to vote, is what I'm thinking. I made a fake ID when I was in high school to buy beers so i'll make exactly. a i'll make a fake one of those too <laughs> I, I, identify, I agree I identify, I identify as vaccinated I, that's I, how i am. i identify as 21 at least so yeah, yeah. we're all wearing a mask in there too tonight. yeah by oh the way, yeah for yeah, sure yeah, we, yeah, yeah. yeah we're together we're wearing masks. just so you know <laughs> yeah so if our voices sound a little muffled it's because we're wearing masks well it's not because of the cow manure and pants so, so we're not worried about the smell or anything. <laughs> no, no it's organic it's yeah. all organic exactly yeah 100 percent. Yep. it's all masked it's all coming in through the mask and you smell <laughs> it all yep don't let my neighbors smell that or they'll get a petition oh, <laughs> that's funny you say about you know Getting neighbors real. petition and smell or whatever because we were out having a, a moment and uh I don't know if you guys have seen it or not, but of course the the uprise. 
I remember growing up, you know, we had hogs and we did a lot of just feeder hogs and, you know, we were spreading manure, of course, because you got to get rid of it. And uh, people would move out to the country and, you know, you're out there spreading when you had to because you had to. You had to get rid of it. But it was free fertilizer. I mean, it wasn't technically free fertilizer because you're paying to feed them, but sure, whatever, free fertilizer. And just the neighbors would come to the house and, oh, that's just terrible. That just stinks. And I'm like, well, it is. Well, you know what it is, you yeah. know. And it's like, you chose to live here. To me, it smells yeah. like money. Remind me of the next smoke break. I'm going to enlighten you on neighbors. Oh, I'm gonna why, wait. why wait? I'm, I'm going to wait till we get to a few more TikTok followers and maybe on a national stage, and we're going to expose fucking everybody on camera. And they're not going to like Are we going to wait for the account to come back to, back to life? Or Oh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to get the big account back, and we're going to take it a step farther to where everybody in America knows what happened to me. And trust me, Drain if you're a farmer, you're going to be pissed. Drain the swamp. Okay. Yep. Good deal. It's a... Uh, it's, uh, all I can say is hypocrites with a capital H. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, have you decided what you're going to do with the, uh, I'll say, 80-56, because we don't know what actually that trade yeah, really We're going to use John Deere numbers, so this is an 8 0 It's kind of a, well, it's kind of a morphodike. I mean, well, I, Luke sitting right here next to me, he's got first dibs on it, but I don't know if I want to part with it, because... <laughs> So, so here's here's the story on this tractor. So it was an 806. Right. Dad bought it. I think I was probably in eighth grade, maybe freshman. Bought it from Nick's dad. Yep. They would buy tractors, you know, fix them, sell it, you know, whatever. And Dad bought it, ran it for years. And he was mowing with it one day. Swore up and down he set the parking brake. He got off to open the fence gap. Swore up and down he set the parking brake. And either he didn't or the parking brake didn't hold. Don't know which. Don't matter. The tractor rolled down the hill, hit a great big tree, knocked the front end out from under it, tore it all up, so the insurance company totaled it. So local mechanic said, the motor's still good. He said, I got an 856 gas with a bad motor. He said, why don't you just drop that motor in the 856? You have new tractor. Then them gas tractors never yeah. hurt the hydraulics. They didn't have the power to do nothing. I thought eight, every 856 had a bad gas motor in it. <laughs> Was there ever a good gas motor? Right. Um, maybe a big block and a drag car. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe forty. So forty ten. So that's how it come about. It's <laughs> it's technically. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so it's technically which there. I, you tell me. There's virtually no difference in an eight hundred six and eight fifty six motor. One's like a four hundred six and a four four hundred seven and a three sixty one. Or yeah, okay, the same yeah. basic thing. Yeah, so it's got a little bit big more cubic inch. Yeah, virtually no difference. Right. Basically. So that's how it become what it is today. I didn't grow up on the tractor per se. Dad had it. I mean, I was probably, I don't know if I was 13, 14, 15 years old. I never run it much when I was a kid. I mean, Dad had it, but it's not like it's one of the tractors that he just had since I was a baby. And There's no emotional tension. Uh, exactly. Right. So, but I guess the flip side is now, Henry, my boy, since it sort of become mine, now he's half ass attached to it, so he's like, "Well, don't get rid of it." Yeah. But I can't get over the fact that I'm, I'm never going to use it after having a new tractor. Now. I'm, I'm not. I, I, I'm just not. I don't have enough shit around here to do with it. The only thing you could do would be if you, if you take. I don't know. I always thought a two wheel drive row crop tractor with the loader is about as worthless as it is. A screen door to battleship. You know. Yeah. So it's like just take the loader off. Let Henry restore the thing. 
Use it for a brush hog tractor. Right. Give them five acres to go out and disc with. You know, buy an old... Buy yeah, an old I old have it to take it your tractor drives and... Yeah. I, I've said it on TikTok. Something. If I get rid of it, I'll regret it. If I keep it, I'll regret it. Because yep. if I keep it, every time I go to do something, it's going to be in the way, and I'm going to go to start, and it won't start, and the fuel will be algae, the battery will be dead, the tires will be flat. Uh, and uh, so... Well, I think there's a good guy close by that, you know, builds pollen tractors. I mean, maybe he might want to. Yeah, that white slow guy, he ain't that far from I don't know. <laughs> 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 he might, he might want to build a 4.1. We don't yeah, know. I, I don't know. Yeah, just maybe. Maybe. Just you should probably use it to clear land for wind turbines. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> That's what I the, the closest I can come is God's honest truth. This is with God as my witness. I, I'm a reasonable person. I really am. I, so Luke here raises cattle, mows a lot of hay, does a lot of rake and blah, blah, blah. It's got a loader if you want to load hay, whatever. It's like, you know, hey, it's going to be sitting here. If you're over here a mile from me and you need a rake and tractor, a tractor load hay, come get it, use it, run it a little bit, just... Because the best you know, thing for it is to be used. Exactly. Use Ten it. minutes with you and Tony's in the rental business. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, just, make sure you're in, line. just make sure you're in the 95% percentile. Yeah. Because the bad part is, it's just like we talked, you know, earlier that less than 20 years ago, you could buy a nice 1066 for 7,500 bucks. Yeah. Now they're bringing close to 20 for one that's not all that nice. Yeah. No. So... And for what I feel like this tractor's worth, when you go to a tractor house, it's like, God damn. I mean, it, they're worth a fair amount of money. And I, I feel bad if I sell it to a friend of mine and then the, uh, fucking throws a rod a week from now. But especially yours is unique. It's an 8056. Exactly. There's See, not very many of those out there. I know. You know, one of a kind. So we got two <laughs> options. Either keep it or sell it to Whistling Diesel. <laughs> Let him crush it, which I don't want to do that. <laughs> It's like the unicorn. It's like the uh, like the the uh, uh, H. Uh, what the heck was it? Some guys had the super HMTA or something. Oh, like they, yeah. yeah they took a three an MTA. Yeah, but they took a three hundred, put an MTA yeah. in it, and they tried to convince people that oh, they built a super H with an MTA. No, yeah. they really didn't. But yeah, that'd be. But yeah, you're, I, you're, I am convinced the worst thing on tractors is leaving them set. Yes. It, it is. The fuel's shit nowadays. It'll be algaed up. The yep. tank will be rusted. Yep. It, it needs used. Well, it sounds so, like the solution is let it run. Yes. Exactly. And, 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 and maybe put a wind turbine on the PTO. Uh, there you go. That's, yeah. I'm just going to say I can increase my carbon footprint by just letting it run. The solution is get all electric vehicles, Tony, and get a generator, PTO-driven generator on the backup. And that back. could run the generator. Yeah. There you go. Get or that. that's the flip side. How far do we take this? It's like I could hose Luke on it now for like <laughs> twelve grand. Yeah. Because in like two years they're going to be outlawed anyway. Because I think Illinois is going like zero fossil fuels by the year twenty twenty two. Well, if they go any, what what was that new? Didn't they pass a law in California that they're trying to get rid of like chainsaws, chainsaws and, and spring trimmers yeah. stuff? Could you see some guy out in the northern country of California out there cut, cut with an electric chainsaw? Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, they make some electric chainsaws that are pretty cool, but, I mean... You're not going to cut volumes of wood with no, it. No, you're out there cutting You're not going them. out for your 10-hour workday to work on... Luke cuts trees wood. for a living. Are you are you ready to go electric chainsaw? You ready to... I won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I just won't happen. Can't He's going back to Nyax. We, we talked about He's it, just gonna do it on the one podcast. Back to a buck saw. I mean, we talked about it on the one podcast. Here's California's border. 
Yeah. We truck shit to the border. You guys deal with it from here. Hey, if we're not going to build a wall on the southern border, can we build it on California's line? I agree. Yeah. Right. Let's just shut them off. They can yep. be their own little world. I just think we're one fault line and earthquake away from... We ain't had one since 89. One can hope. Yeah. yeah. It's about time for one. That, that's why North Korea never really bothered me. It's like, okay, you can lob something to California. Well, fuck, that's going to do us a favor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not overly concerned. But what do I know? That's why I don't run the country. The sad thing is, is we actually went to California. My dad, my brother, and I we went to California a couple It's a cool ago. state with a lot of diversity. Southern California, if you stay away from the ocean and the diversified people, if you will. If you go to SoCal and you get into the ag part of it and you go to the San Joaquin Valley yeah. and, you know, don't go to the Redwoods up north. Go to the Sequoias. That's really cool. And you stay, you know, you go down south and you go to Yosemite. Just beautiful. And as far as the agricultural side of it, you want to talk about some major agricultural yeah. diversity. You get from Sacramento south between the rice fields, all the nut fields, um, you know, they do just everything. I think the nuts are in San Francisco. Yeah, a little bit everywhere. <laughs> but, like, it's funny I've, because I've had relatives <laughs> tell me that are that live in California that it's literally like Illinois. Yeah. If you could throw out L.A., San Francisco, the big cities, yes. they're like, yeah. the rest of the state's conservative as hell, but they have no power because yes. it's... It's the big cities driving it, to just like less, Illinois. Yeah, and to a lesser extent, the same thing as, you know, Michigan. If you get Detroit and, you know, you get Saginaw, Flint, and stuff like that. I still don't buy that. Detroit's, there ain't that many people live in Detroit and are happy about it. Well, but they're there because <laughs> they can't move out. But, I mean, you know, Mich- Michigan's actually pretty conservative. beautiful, diversified state. And, and I think that's where the fix is in. They know that, okay, New York, all we got to do is get New York City. Illinois, yeah. we got to get Chicago. Yeah. Michigan, we got to get Detroit. Yeah. You know, they, they pick the big cities, Texas, we get Austin, or, or pick your big city, California, you know. And they, they don't have to have the whole state. They're just going to get the big cities right. to capture the whole state, electoral vote-wise, whatever, and you're screwed. But the sad thing is, like, with California, I mean, cause, you know, we were out there for the uh, uh, World Ag Expo, um, and that was just, that was a load of fun. But, I mean, just wow. I mean, just agricultural-wise, just a whole different world out there. Yeah, they farm year-round as far as how they do things out there. As far as agriculture, very diverse. I mean, you want everything is out there. Just, you know, you talk about, you know, going through and you're like, you're looking at like 10,000 acres of almond trees. Yeah. Just unheard of. Almond? Yeah. Hmm? I thought it was almond. Well, it it is what it is. (laughs) You Dutch. (laughs) (laughs) It says... Yeah, says the the beard that he can't afford to shave. Yeah. <laughs> it costs money. Shave it off and slap you some brood on it. <laughs> <laughs> the brood with the green bottle. We had this yeah. we had this discussion earlier. That and brute and old spice. So Yeah, yeah that's when he's out in the driveway there. I was having a smoke there. We was talking about how, how stupid the, the white company was. You got a combine that's literally red with the word white written on the side of it. And that led us to the movie Over the Top, yes. where he won a white truck at the end from arm wrestling. Which was yeah. orange. Yeah. It was boo-boo. Yeah. All That's in Hessen. But we had to throw out in there that he was actually pulling a box trailer with brute aftershave on it. Yes. And and his so one New Holland has blue tractors. Red hay equipment, yellow combines. Can we just pick a color, by the way? Exactly. Throw stripes on it all, but yeah. yeah. They're confused. Yeah. I was telling, uh, I was telling bushels and barrels, I see because you had that is uh, New Holland combine. I says, man, that would look really good with a twisted T emblem on the side of it. It would. <laughs> yes, it would. Yeah, we got all these John Deere guys switch over to Bush. Yeah. You know the Bush signs on their combine. 
twisted tea on the new Holland. Well, I mean, what's going to be green for a beer? You know, what, what are we going to find a rolling rock or something like that? I mean, well, I, I'm really disappointed. I'm really yeah, disappointed. Yeah, we could, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the amount of followers that I have on TikTok, and I always promote Keystone Light, they've never reached out to me. So it's like, you know what? I'm going to have to switch to Bush. You cheap bastards won't do anything. You need to send me a fucking hat, for God's sakes. I'm switching to Bush Light. Keystone don't want to play. Fuck it. We're moving on. Well, you know, it's the same thing as Coors Light, just a different can. That's what everybody said, but it don't taste... Coors Light tastes like syrup. It tastes if like I, maple If syrup. I poured Coors Light in that Keystone, would you really know? I would know. I, I doubt Because it. actually, believe I, it or not, I, put, I, had a, I helped the neighbor. I put, I'd take $5 out of Eric's wallet if I could pry it open with a cry, crowbar. Because he's done. He said I got five bucks. Okay, $1.95. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got nickels in there. I bet you would say, I don't know the difference. I, I tell you what, and, and it could be psychological. I don't know. I helped a neighbor a year ago, and he couldn't remember what beer I drank. Keystone Light, Coors Light. He brought me a case of Coors Light, put it in the fridge, and I couldn't stomach it. I had to throw part of it away. I, I, I couldn't do it. And it, maybe it's psychological. I don't know. Coors Light tastes like syrup. It tastes like you took a Keystone Light and filled a half full of maple syrup. They always told me that... Drinking Coors Light was having like having sex on a riverbank. It's fucking near water. <laughs> beach beer. It's beach beer. It's close to water. Told, yeah. Actually, it's funny because I was talking to a, uh, one of my friends. I says, uh, he says, yeah, man, just I like my Bud Light, but just a headache. And I was like, well, you got to quit drinking Bud Light. Go to Coors Light. Well, why is that? Because they put rice in the formula. And I said, well, I, no, come on, man. Just, just try it. He texts me. He says, I can't believe it. You were right. I made the switch and went to Coors Light. And like, why is that? You're right. Bud Light. Put the rice in the formula. Drink Coors Light. But the only problem is now I drink more. I was like, well, you're welcome. You know, <laughs> sorry. No charge. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, but thank you. You know, you're welcome. So but. we've we've had this discussion too. I you could put me in the middle of the Sahara Desert with zero water and a case of Miller Light, and I will die of dehydration. I will not drink Miller Light here. That's a heresy, according to Curtis. Oh, it is <laughs> absolutely. I'm not a Miller Light guy. It, it literally tastes like you took your Swingway auger and got rained out while you were filling it with corn, and then you just drained the water off of that auger and drank it. It is the nastiest, sourest, most god-awful beer. I will not drink Miller Light. I won't. I can't either. I, I was a Coors Light. I've been on Keystone for a while, but lately all the guys at the shop, we drink Bush Light, so I've been on it. I, I can drink Bush Light, and I can drink Old Mill Light. But, but I can't stomach Miller, and I can't absolutely not do Bud Light. I can't do Bud Light. When we were younger, drink Bud Light all the time. All the time. I can't, I can't tell you the last time I had a Bud Light. Yeah. If you want to, but I can do Bush. I can do Bush Light. I just yeah, can't do yeah. Bud Light. I have no issue with Bush Light. But Bud Light, basically, just take me to the, out to the shop. I'll lay down flat, just put my head in the vice, and just start cranking it down yeah. until your head snaps. What about the yellow jackets? I mean, these these are pretty. No, I don't know that I have ever tasted an original. Cold. You were kind of intimidated. No, I'm, not, I'm not a banquet You're guy. You're missing it. No? No. Ain't that what cousin Eddie drank on vacation? You're missing it. I, no, that's, that's no, I, can't, I can't drink the banquet. That's just good. You might have to try one later. You might have to try one later. That's just good company right there. No, I remember because we saw Nick and BG and... You know, I said something about it. I pulled one out of my cooler, and I says, where are you going? Uh, I don't know about that. He reached for the Bud Light Lime, yeah. and I ran the Coors, and then, unfortunately, I tried a Bud Light Lime, and I'm like, I might be a little bit gay, but I kind of like this. <laughs> so, yeah, good. since you guys are going home from here to Michigan, maybe before you leave, 
you got to go by a whole bunch of cores and then just blare eastbound and down all the way <laughs> like Smokey in the back. Yeah, you can't have that east of Bet. Bet. We'll do it. No but balls. we can get it in Michigan. Let's go, Brandon. Now, Luke, they always told me you'll never go silly if you're drinking Old Millie, so you should be good. <laughs> Drank a lot of Old Mill when I was, like, way I'm back. Like, good. All right, I can I can stomach old milk. So did you know that you could go to Sam's Club and buy a case of, or a pallet of beer? Really? Tell the story. Well, I mean, this is before I worked where I'm at now, but the guys that I work with now went to Sam's Club one day, and it was before Fourth of July, and they wanted to have a party. They bought a skid of Keystone Light. Really? Yep. I need you guys. You got their number? I need to talk to these guys. <laughs> It was fifteen ninety nine. It ended up being well worth it to buy the skid. And if I was with them, I would have made sure that we loaded the skid in the truck and then drove around for an sure. hour or two just to show it off. It but a, it was a story. I, that skid sat in there, and I used to go over there and hang out with them on Friday nights. And you always had beer. It took two years to get rid of it, finally. Really? And I remember he took it, uh, my buddy Mitch, he took it up to his cabin, and the, the rest of the cases were up there in his basement, so they stayed cool. And I was there the last weekend for the last case. Is that I didn't drink Keystone for a couple months after that. Those guys won't even touch anymore. That's why they're on the bush light. I was still drinking now. But. Now, you might, because you said you're 35 or 37? 36. 36, Okay. So when I was a kid, I had an uncle that drank Keystone a lot. And I'm going to guess I was 10, 11 years old. But back then, Keystone was in a silver can, and their motto was bottled beer taste in a can. Yeah, Coors Light. <laughs> that's what it was. Somehow they had this commercial that yeah. it, was, it was a lined can. Yeah. That, bottled Special beer cans. taste in a can. Special cans. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. Those might be worth 15 cents in Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> High dollar. Where did, the, where did the whole Keystone thing come in? The Keystone, that was just their slogan. That was a you TV know. commercial. Yeah. Keystone. Well, was, and we did that too, you know. You know, key, Keystone, tell your mom I said hi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that was a Bowling Green thing. Like, we, we did. We drank a lot of Keystone at Bowling Green and... Yep. I even made a meme on it with Kevin. Strictly for that reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but as far as your original course, I don't know that I've ever even tasted an original course. We'll give it a taste. Grab some of that chalk. Grab some. Grab some of that chalk. It's the same thing. It's fantastic. It'll make a man out of you. Now, Luke says it's great. Yeah. It's he, good. He's got one of them it, eyes like, you have one of them, you're going to get drunk. It'll, in the words of Double W, to put hair in your chest. So... But it's not like the Bud Light and the Budweiser difference. Oh, yeah, that ain't, that ain't bad at no, all. It's good. It it's really good. No, it, it ain't taking It's not, that's, that's not that's like not, going to a Bud Heavy where exactly. you, you know no, it's heavy. That's right. I saw TikTok on that. They were selling it by the pallet now. But if you do the math, it's like twice the price is buying it by the case. Could be a sweet deal on that. <laughs> Actually, I, I could probably handle drinking that. Which, no, I mean, I've drank... Whatever's been out. No, it, it, it ain't taking. It's not taking no, it years off your life. No, that ain't. <laughs> it's like old mill heavy. Like I could drink old mill. You give me old mill heavy. It's like whoa. Rather, Red rather, rockets are tough. I yeah. would rather shoot that can than drink the old mill. <laughs> really? That's where you're dicking up. <laughs> the camouflage is there. It's there. I don't see it because it's camouflage. Uh, I, I like Old Mill Light, Old Mill Heavy. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> you're missing it. You're all missing it's in, it. <laughs> then you're getting like the PBR thing. And, and nah, I've never tasted a PBR either. I haven't tasted you PBR. You ain't missing much. Draft, draft ain't bad. I could do that. 
yeah, salt that, in it. Of course, I'd say I have. I'm because I Tuesday nights out to the local bar, dollar dollar pints, and they did uh, PBR or Miller Lite. I can't drink Miller Lite, so I did do PBR. Yeah, but you you always pick good good, good call. Well, I'm Dutch too. So I'm gonna take well, the deal. I'm gonna take yeah, the deal. Yeah, yeah. Who's gonna buy for me? Whoever's gonna buy right, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't bring my wallet. Oh, it's funny how that works. I, I <laughs> cannot do the what they call the I. IPAs, IPAs. No, every no. fucking one, and I even mentioned this on the farm for profit. It tastes like plywood. It tastes like you went to Menards and took a sheet of plywood and threw it in your fucking grinder mixer <laughs> and added a hundred gallons of water and then poured it in a can. It well, tastes like plywood well, with glue. Not mixed. only that, too. Like I, I appreciate beer and I like beer, but I don't want to taste it the next day. I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, the old, the old adage is, you know, and it's. I think I share this with 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 Nick. And it's the only time I'm going to say this, but the old adage about beer is green gra- green glass tastes like ass. So if you that's like rolling right. rock, you know, pretty much anything yeah. in a green bottle, it's yeah. just terrible. And so it's just that IP earlier out here on the tailgate, you drank a, a Blue Moon. Yes, is that right? So yeah. I'll never Which forget is Coors. This. That's Coors. So this summer when we were down at Gulf Shores with my whole family, so the I'll put this in layman's terms. The grandpa and grandma and the grandkids were all in the house in bed. Well, all of us kids my age with their wives, whatever, got raging drunk in the pool. And I drank myself completely out of Keystone Light. I'm like, i got to have a beer. Everything's closed. Can't go nowhere. So my brother's like, oh, i got some Blue Moon. I'm like, okay, I'll have one. It was like two sips into that. I'm like, yep, yeah, nope, we're into plywood again. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. I couldn't even drink it. Did you say Wood? <laughs> it was awful. So I seen you suck one of them down. I'm like, no. Oh, I more I, power to you. Can't I, do it. No, I. My brother. It's funny how we come full circle on this one, but my brother has always picked on me about beer, and my brother has become like this beer snob slash connoisseur, to where in our area, there's a lot of small micro brews. Mm-hmm. And they'll come out with some special blah, 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 aged blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, this is the best. And you taste it, and you're like, "Did was that mop water? What right. is that? Exactly. You know? And he's like, oh, no, and there's some special story behind it. And I'm like, I'm not, like, totally, like, you know, in for, like, the massive produced whatever, but I want something that tastes good. Sure. But, I mean, it's funny because I took him from drinking swill to something that tastes good but every beer has a taste, you know. Right. I like a, a a good wheat beer, you know. He hates wheat beers, but like your IPAs are like super bitter. Oh yeah, got a bite. But, to and, but like nowadays, you got like your your juicy IPAs where they're bitter, but they have a kind of kind of more of a sweet taste on the end of it, which you know some guys can kind of stomach. Yeah. But I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, if I'm gonna sit down and drink just a good uh, regular beer, give me a Coors. Yellow Jacket, give me a Coors yep. Light, Keystone Light, yep. same thing, even though you say it's not. If it's a Bud Light, no, nah, I'll just drink tap water, or I'll settle for this bucket of mop water. Yeah, That's where a guy lives by Flint. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. not close yeah. to Flint. He would rather drink not Flint, anywhere. Michigan water. <laughs> yeah, I would rather starve. No. So, so like, anybody remember the Bud Light wheat? 
I like Bud Light Wheat. That was okay. See, and I like... I've, I've I, had some of that. It wasn't bad. It so, like, Nick always drinks Bud Light Lime. I have never tasted a Bud Light Lime. It's never had it. It's, it's, it's because of him. Because I don't share. It's, <laughs> uh, I, we bought him, so you may, but whatever. Well, I am sharing now, yeah. But to, I'll never forget this. Like, it was right at two years ago, because it was in the fall. We was done harvesting. We've got a local winery here three miles down the road. And they were... Uh, they've, they've served wine for years. They was unveiling their new brand. So the wife's like, hey, we should go. They're having a band. Going to be some people there. I'm like, great. I, I knew they always served beer. They'd served packaged beer for a long time. I'm like, yeah, I'll get a beer there. You can drink brandy, wine, whatever you want. I'm drinking beer. So we get there. Well, unbeknownst to me, yeah, they didn't have any name brand beer anymore. It was all IPAs. So, and I felt like a dumbass. She goes up and the, you, you you paid $25 and you got like a shot of brandy and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to drink brandy. I'm like, I'm going to have a Keystone Light. He's like, ooh, we ain't got none of that. I'm like, well, what do you got closest to Keystone Light? And he kind of steps back and he paused for like five seconds and he goes, well, we got some Interstate 57. <laughs> <laughs> Used motor oil. What kind of yeah. CT does that have? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, this sounds great. Yeah, set me up. Yeah, two sips, two sips into that, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Poured that fucker out. Told the wife, I'm like, I'm going to the bar. If you want to stay here at your little brandy tasting festival, that's fine. But I'm gonna be half a right. mile up the road at the bar because right. I'm out. Can't can't drink this, and I'm not drinking brandy. Yeah. So I'm out. Nick, what did you drink before the Bud Light Limes? Um, I used back in the day. I used I've to drink Bud Light, one. and then I can't. Uh, I've never tasted one. I can't. I've uh, never tasted one. I can't. Uh, I can't do Bud Light anymore. So it's Bush Light for years, um, and then I don't know how I got switched to Bud Light Lime. When Miller Chill come out, I had one of those. Those are horrible. Suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not gonna happen. So then, yeah. then somehow I stayed on Bud Light Lime, and honestly, I've never really turned back. That ain't now, bad. Bud Light it now, tastes now that being said, a little Bud Light, Bud Light Lime in a bottle tastes nothing like Bud Light Lime in a can. I, really? And I knew that. Which do you prefer? And I, couldn't no, I prefer it. the cans. I'll drink the bottles. If I'm going to get a headache, it's going to be from the bottles generally. But, but which the cans. can? You got the you got the twist top or the crack top? Which can? Oh, that, you, you can definitely taste the lime bottle. Yeah. Yeah. The aluminum can, aluminum bottle, yeah, are but all you, the same. You brought up a good point. Overall, that's not bad. Terrible. But it's got it's real limey. They're not near as bitter or limey in a can as they are in a bottle. Yeah. I don't know why. I see it's something to do. On there. So, so yeah. you clear. No, you started. You finished. Me and Luke tried it. You got a quarter bottle. Yeah, you got half of, and, uh, half of a beer backwash. It's yours, buddy. <laughs> and the clear bottle is what kills it. If they put it in the Bud Light regular bottles, it would be better, in my opinion. Now, I've had it out of a keg once or twice, and that is phenomenal but they don't put it in kegs anymore really? they used to have it at the ballpark but only at one place in the ballpark last time I was there I circled that son of a bitch 15 times I don't have I didn't have a Fitbit on but if I did that thing would have overloaded I walked that stadium all game long they don't have it they don't make it in kegs anymore nope. that, that spot would be it like unbelievable it's like I'm two blocks from the brewery and you can't put some of this shit in the that's can. what I'm thinking right it's like beer costs more at the ballpark I'm like well the transportation cost right you know yeah. drag you down I'm, like, I'm at Bush Stadium yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two blocks from the brewery yeah exactly so gotcha but I, my go to is Bush Light if I can't get Bud Light Lime yeah. what about the Bush Apple um, I don't know that I've had any Bush Apple yet. The wife's got Red, a whole case of that out in a garage. Red's Apple, I can stomach like one, maybe two of those. Are That's too not sweet. Beer, too. That's no, not 
They're not. I, like, I don't venture out much. Like people are like, oh, this microbrew, it's made from, you know, <sighs> these tea leaves that come from, you know, Bangladesh, and we put a pinch of spice in it from unicorn's ass, and <laughs> oh, it's so great. And I'm like, you know, if it's not good enough that they can't mass produce it, I probably don't want it. Why don't you microbrew me some Bud Light Lime? Exactly. <laughs> uh, like, I don't care how big quantities exactly. you're making it in. Like, five gallons will probably do me. Like, just make right. it in a bucket. I don't give a yeah. shit. Like, you know, I don't need... I, yeah. Well, I, we, you go to those places and are like, here, here's this whole board of shitty beers. Try yeah. them all. See which one you think you can stomach for the rest of your time here. Yeah. How about you just bring me out something that's decent? Yeah. I'll just drink a shitload of them. Yeah, you sound like... I, uh, I will say, I don't like Bud Light, but I have had the... I've never tried the limes, but I've had the oranges. Not bad. Oh, I, that's okay. So wait, so Bud Light makes an orange now? They make yeah. an orange. Yeah, that orange don't do much that, for me. But. That's good when you're on the pontoon boat in the middle of the lake. Gotcha. That's good. Lake drinking is completely different than normal drinking. That's what I'm saying. I can Water drinking will get you torched in a matter of no time. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think they make a grapefruit, too, if you have a bladder infection. <laughs> nice. Cranberry. Cranberry. <laughs> I, I just never venture much from the Keystone. It's either Keystone Light, Bush Light, maybe Old Mill Light, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. I just don't venture far from that, and it's 99% of the time Keystone Light. I just I think the thing with uh, enjoying a beverage is like, you know, listen, I'm not going to knock you for what you want. Exactly. Don't knock me for what I want. Right. It's just like farm and, equipment. you know. And, and if I want you to try it, it's because I want to introduce you to something new. Right. And you can say, nah, I don't like that. Okay, good. John Deere sucks. We all agree on that. Right. Okay, so next thing, you know, exactly. whatever. And but, at the no. end of the night, when all we have left is bush light, we're all drinking it. I'm not. It's great. Unless it's Blue Moon, because when I was in Golf Shores, I was oh, completely fucking torched. And it was like 3 in the morning, out of smokes, out of beer, and it's Blue Moon. It's like, yep, can't do it. I'm going to drink pool water. Blue Moon's not that bad. I, 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 I would have to completely disagree with everybody. There we go. <laughs> completely disagree. Cold and free is the only way to go. Cold and free. <laughs> right here. Hey, the cooler, the cooler the is still Cold and free. You hey. appreciate that. Right there you go, bud. The cooler is still full. And I will yeah. admit, I got more bush. Cold and free. Luke here is, is a professional, so whatever that's he says, that's that true. Cold and precedent. free. He's bigger than me, so I tend to agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's where it's at. That, they, there's probably something to that. I... Because if you go to a wedding, you can't disagree. None of you can yeah, disagree. No. No, what's, what's your favorite kind of beer? Old Miller Lite or whatever. If you go to a wedding reception, it's in a keg. As long as it's not Miller Lite, because I can't do Miller Lite. But if it's Bud Light, whatever. You drink a Miller Lite. I, I can't. I can't. Yes, but if it's can. anything else, I'll pull that tap and drink the Miller Lite. 20 deep. You were in college. We used to get kegs I, I cannot drink Miller Lite. And if you can drink Ice House, you can drink damn near damn. Oh, ice House. Oh. Through some I drank one. Kegs of Ice House were always in stock and always the cheapest ones. And that's all we could afford. <laughs> I drank one. the first 15, you didn't care. But boy, you had a headache the next day. I drank one Ice House when I was. 16 and I had to choke the last half of it down. I'm like, I can't. I, I don't even think they make Ice House anymore. I they don't should. Think they, well, they shouldn't. I'll tell you what's not they good. Do, I'm not looking for I it. I toured the brewery back in 99, 2000 ish, which smells heavenly. It's the greatest place on earth. You walk in this warehouse and it's beer stacked to the ceiling. And then you go into the, where they're making the beer. It's like 40 degrees in there. I'm fat. I like it cold. So that's <laughs> not. And it was in the summer, so it, it was nice in there. And it smells like beach wooden beer. Like, okay. Great. I'm on board. You're not that fat. And the, uh, either way, not that fat. fat He's a husky fella. He's still, husky. I'm still larger than I should be. Anyway. He's husky. 
Portland. Pleasant, pleasantly anyway, uh, <laughs> Dad bobs around now, so I'm good. Uh, Thank God. They had, so at the end of the tour, at that time, you got three free beers. And they weren't full-size beers, but like three little mini cups of beer to, to taste. And they still had Bud Light Dry. And I can tell you why that didn't go over. Because it's dry as shit. <laughs> like, like eating sand? On a hot day, <laughs> yes. It, it, Bud Light Dry is not good. Thank God it was the first one I tried so I could choke it down with whatever two other ones I got. It wasn't hard to see. And at that point in time, I got to thinking back. I'm like, you know. I think Bud Light Dry's been discontinued for a while. Like, I think this is the last keg they got. Right. And they're literally it's giving it away. It. And it's been on tap for the better part of a decade. The guy kind of smirked when I said, give me one of those. And now I know why. <laughs> He's like, like, look at this rookie. It's like, I'll take a Bud Light Dry and four gallon of water. Like, that was not good. Probably better than Milwaukee's best ice, but not good. You know, none of this beer can be as bad as a Red Dog, though. Uh, great name, terrible beer. I yeah. was, uh, I don't know, nine or ten years old, and we were at a pig roast. My dad, you know, go get me a beer. So I went and got dad a beer, and I thought Red Dog was cool just because the dog on it. The label. Yeah. Nine years old, I don't know. Yeah. I brought dad back that beer, and I even popped the top for him just to be cool or, you know, be nice. Dad's like, what's that? I got you a beer, dad. And he goes, I ain't drinking that shit. He, nine years old, and he's like, well, try it. I took a drink. That's why I didn't drink till I was 18 years old. I thought beer was fucking exactly. nasty. That's what I was getting ready to say. If, if, like, this whole D.A.R.E. program we had when we were kids. <laughs> the most effective D.A.R.E. Just cop. Give Miller Lite. Exactly. Give the Miller most effective D.A.R.E. cop. Roll into the sixth grade classroom. Here, kids, everybody have a Miller Lite or a fucking Budweiser. And the kids are like, uh, uh, don't ever fucking drink beer. That shit's not us. Yeah. I could drink Budweiser back in the day. I can't uh, That'd be a, honestly, gosh, that'd be a, uh, a really, like, Good one. Okay, so I'll kick it off. It's revolutionary. So first beer that I had uh, underage would be MGD. My dad drank MGD. Yep. Loved it. And I just... Do they still make that? I don't know. That's all you mean? You heard a lot about it. it. I I I haven't heard the term Miller Genuine Draft forever. But I was... Not since Rusty Wallace got out of NASCAR. But that's what... Back when NASCAR was really <laughs> yeah. chest hair. Back yeah. when men were men. Yeah. That's right. What, what, what button in the Caterpillar Dodge? <laughs> we, had, we had a pretty good waste so today. So the Brandon guy is a NASCAR driver? <laughs> yeah, let's go, Brandon. What was what was your first? Uh, O'Mill White. Okay, your first. First, first. I'm right there with you. Free. MGD? MGD. Okay, yeah. Nick? Black and Miller Miller Light, and it was not good. <laughs> you ruined me on it from the Red dog. You just shot my dare theory. Red Dog was just. It took me forever to acquire a taste of beer on that. Dad made made me drink half the beer. not good. Um, Actually, no. He knew what he was doing. Made sure I wasn't underneath drinking. No. MGD was my first. And it's always funny because everybody's like, oh, you remember your first, you know. But yeah, MGD, that was. You probably should go with the High Life, the Champagne. The Champagne of beers. How about Zima? You want some Zima? Yeah, Remember back when Purple Passion was a deal? Oh, yeah. All our brothers, friends, like, had the whole outfits. His one buddy had the sunglasses, the t shirts. Like, he looked so like, like Purple Passion threw up on him before he went out at night. I'm like, dude, you're 17. You've got all the Purple Passion apparel that they physically make. Like, that was back when all the bad shit was cool. You got Marlboro Miles off yeah. the pack, yeah. purple patches. Yeah. 
If you ask a 17-year-old, how many Marlboro miles you got? They're like, what are you talking about? Remember, every pack was worth five miles. Yeah. Yeah. You can cash that shit in, you get your Marlboro's. Marlboro's. You get a jacket. <laughs> Dorals and Zemus is where it was. <laughs> 15 years old, Dorals and Zemus. Dorals. Zemus, like, I think Zemus is like pretty truly. It's like, oh, it's for like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, like, it's, like, it's like truly is like, Zemus like resurfaced as truly. Yep. You know? I, I challenge you guys and you go home though. No. Go, go to your local bar. No. And you find the youngest kids in there and be like, hey, man, how many Marlboro Miles you got? They're going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Remember, every pack was, well, was five miles. Well, that was Marlboro Bucks back in the day, wasn't it? No, you remember every pack? No, it was Camel Cash. Yeah, Camel, Camel Cash. Camel Cash was a Marlboro, every, right on the barcode, it was worth five miles. Right. And you could peel them off. You could cash them in for canoes, coats. <laughs> a bunch of activities you couldn't participate in because you smoked too much to come in. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, yeah, you you so for soft. 70 years you could get a pool table like that was like the pool table that's all the only thing you could do is like prop yourself up and still whack it with a stick like the you canoe like okay so I smoked 4,656 packs of cigarettes I'm not going canoe it you just can't do it just, oh, not, just can't do it tap out yeah. the Marlboro bike is like I'm out yeah, yeah but when you you gotta admit that when you saw a guy wearing a Marlboro jacket, like, you know he that guy was committed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that, I mean, that's a guy with a plan, right? Yeah, there. he was thirty years old. Like, I mean, he was. It's not pretty cool out here. Can you uh, yeah. help me out put my coat on? Yeah. I can't move my arms anymore. Yeah. But uh, yeah, really nice talking coat. with a voice box, yeah. oxygen, yeah. oxygen bottle, voice yeah. box. Yeah. Nah, hey, what's going on? I know. I mean, he just he had it. So yeah, yeah like, you, you sir. Cold. You earned that cold. jacket. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. Uh, yep, Marlboro Miles. <laughs> and everybody I knew always peeled them up and never cashed yeah, them in. You have a buddy with floorboard that's covered in miles. Never cashed them in. <laughs> like he, was working, he didn't want to waste them on a koozie or, you know, this, yeah. you know, he was saving for the pool table or whatever the top prize was. Yeah. It's just like when you go to an ar- arcade, you know, it costs you fucking $25,000 for a socket set, you yeah. know? 8,000 tickets will get you a quarter inch socket set. Yeah, no doubt. I just, yeah. Taking my, Body <laughs> taking, taking my kids to the arcade, you know, and you just, you just do all these games and stuff, and you just, just reeling these freaking tickets off like there's a damn round bale eventually of yeah. them. Yep. And you turn them in, you're like, oh, you get a, a blow a whistle. You get a blow. Oh, sweet. Thank you. All right. This <laughs> thing cost me $35. This is awesome. <laughs> Something I get yep. to take away later. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, going to eventually get thrown in the trash. Sweet. So, Do you guys yeah. realize this went on for an hour and 48 minutes? Are you wow. serious? I, are you yeah, gonna, I think this is the longest podcast Ever. ever. You know, wow. the thing of it is... Well, we're trying to earn those miles. Exactly. Yeah. But, and, and I guess... You guys are in Michigan. Shouldn't you be drinking Kid Rock's badass beer? Yeah. I it's not available in stores okay. down here. I think the better question is, do you really care? No, I don't care. Okay. No, <laughs> okay. Well, no, I like Kid Rock's Is it all going to be one, or are you going to make two episodes? Now, everybody keeps saying, oh, we need a new podcast, so fuck them. We're going to flood them with one. You're going to We just drove down here from Michigan. There is a lot of crops out there yet, so there is a lot of so we want everybody to comment who listened to this. Did you stick it out? We're going to see who the yeah. real troopers yeah. are. Did you make it through the whole podcast? Yeah. So we were coming down here, and there's a lot of grain carts sitting, a lot of combines sitting, nothing happening. I mean, everybody got inch of rain or more last night. 
we notice a lot of red equipment, which we don't see up in Michigan because we're flooded by green. But it's unfortunate uh, for you. I had a, I, I've never been in a boxcar Magnum or a Gen One Magnum, whatever people call them. Gen One. We're not Dodge people here, okay? So we are talking about Gen seven. One. We're talking about the uh, numbering system on tractors earlier. Why oh, the yeah. hell did Magnum? And I'm a red guy too. I just didn't know this. Why did Magnum go from the 7200s to the 89? Because the deer had come out with the 8000 series, and the Magnum was 900 better than those, so they made it 8900. That's so a true story. It, it was just it was a marketing be 73 thing. or 74, and they decided marketing decided to switch it. The story I was told. To switch it to eighty nine hundred series, okay, to really? uh, to be that much better than deer because they had the eight thousand. I, I mean, I always wondered that, but I've never yeah. asked or or looked for it. But uh, yeah, I, and I've never been to Magnum. I'm sorry, I'm even a red guy. Boxcar Magnum's most durable tractor ever put on. Absolute, yep. that's the standard. Yeah, I, I was just never around one. I'm not. I mean, the I cool part. The cool part with the Magnum was they had the the stylish features. Yeah, there was still enough mechanical shit yeah, on them. They just don't break. They just they don't break. They didn't have all the electronics, the computers, but yet they were ahead of the They're 52. Time. You yeah, know what they I mean? They set the standard. Yeah, they, they were Super good tough, run forever. Every dairy farm, farm in Wisconsin's got like three of them. Yeah. <laughs> got, got a cousin's got one with 12,000 abusive hours oh, yes. on one. One owner. One owner, though. One owner. <laughs> never touched it. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal crap. Yeah, they're tough as nails for sure. But uh, no, definitely with all the rain, there's not a lot going on around anywhere. No, yeah, I think first of the week we can get fired up Tuesday. Yeah, we'll start cutting some reds. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's time to slop around. A little bit of that's fun. Yeah, for a while. Well, we went almost two hours, just yeah. shy of two hours. Probably we probably need wrap. to cut this probably off. I mean, that's that's from here to St. Louis. If you left here, you're just now rolling into the gateway. Yeah. Out there on the big road. Gateway to the west. <laughs> yeah. Come on back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, no. Anyway, we're going to cut this one off here. If you've stuck it out this entire time, let us know, because there's not going to be very many people stuck it out for the entire no. close to two hours. No, we're going to see not. who the faithful followers are. And we might invite them on the next podcast. That's true. It's doubtful. But we one might. of these days, we're going to up our technology and we're going to take call-ins. Exactly. But we've got to get Wi-Fi and cell phone signal. Exactly. So as soon as, you know, mid-2000s hit here, we'll right. be on it. Well, I'm going to tell you, this was a uh, kind of a unexpected here. Like, we just came down to hang out, you know. Right. Hang out with You Nick can vouch our podcasts are unscripted. There's no nothing. Kidding. We just, I mean, we were just sitting by the tailgate and you're like, well, we're either going to go to the bar or we're going to go down and do a podcast. I woke uh, up and all of a sudden. Now I was we're gonna do both. I woke up and okay. I, was in a, I, I, I just all of a sudden woke up and I was in a dungeon with a green room. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so, yeah. But this I, has been fun. I, I, me personally, cool. and I, I'm not knocking any other podcast. I just don't want nothing scripted. I don't need to interview you or you. You know, we, definitely we, not. We give the viewers who you guys are, where you come from, a little bit about it. But and, other than that, we're shooting. And shit. I can convene. You know, it's probably what eleven o'clock at night. And I met Tony four hours ago. Exactly. Yeah, yeah this has been fun. Yeah. It has. It's been great. Well, you know, last famous quote of Double W. It's, it's and I have to say this. It's been real. It's been fun. But it ain't been real fun. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That's from my dad. So yep. yeah. You can take that and leave it. Yep. Well, we haven't got to the dirty jokes that he heard from his preacher. 
Well, we already shared one of those. So, yeah. That's for the next one. Yeah. If there is the next one. If we're invited back. Oh, for sure. You Anytime. Anytime. Or we'll, we'll, we'll get the feedback on this one, then we'll let yeah. you know. Yeah, we'll let you know. know. How's that? Well, it's that little Christmas card. Because you guys have, like, ran way longer than me and Nick ever have. So yeah. this could put I'm a hamper. I'm very sorry. I don't That's even talk that much. I got to get to the gab. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like Penn and Teller. It's like we got one guy doing all the talking, and you right. just, like, sit there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we do got to cut this fucker yeah, off yeah, because it, it it's going to be nuts if we don't. So, anyway, thanks for tuning in, guys. You definitely comment. Let us know if you made it through the whole thing because I'm betting there's not very many people. It's going to be the real loyal listeners who made it through all of us. Uh, we got Red Power Stew and Snow Rider 17. You guys go follow them on Facebook or on TikTok, TikTok. Facebook, Snapchat, all that. Shit. No Facebook, but all of it. Yeah. So, anyway, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time.